You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show where at least one of the hosts is uh, slightly hungover. That may be me, but there may be another one. I don't know. I don't know what this bit is, but uh, we also are joined by... Uh, well, I'm, I'm your host, Ryan Knightsey. I should say that at the top. Uh, if you're a new time listener, if this is your first time listening to Ring Post Radio, we thank you. If you're a long time listener, we thank you still. Uh, we just, I guess, love you a little bit more. No, we love everybody all the same. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm joined by Scotty. Scotty, I don't have visual. Let me let me adjust my tuning docs. Let me my spin some dials over here and see if I can harness the visual for Scott E. Edwards. Uh, like your middle name's E or something. Scotty Ed, Scott Edwards Edwards. Uh, Scotty, are you there? Are you there, Scotty? Listen, I didn't. This wasn't a planned bit <laughs> in any means. I did a recording last night. Had uh-huh. a background that was mostly just to make the other people pop because it was just a regular recording. There was no video proponent to it. Perfect. Um, and then I saw what it was when I was signing in today. Um, I accidentally had my camera off. That wasn't on purpose. Yeah. Um, so this is like an I... Easter egg to another podcast you've done. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, which, you know, people may find out one, one way or the other if they listen to both, which if that's the case, thank you. Mm-hmm. But uh, the background was just really funny, so I thought I- I'd keep myself shielded until the show went live, right? And, and you know, maybe a few people get watching. Yeah. Uh, but it is quite funny. So now I will, I will, I will return to the to the crowd here. Um, I have a background that, of course, is Tam Nakano versus Tam Nakano uh, <laughs> happening next week uh, at New Blood. So that's exciting. Um, <laughs> It was almost unimaginable what my background would have been, I think. I don't think Ryan would have gave close. My microphone's absolutely cutting out my entire shoulder, so that's great. Um, but but we're here. Very newsworthy week. Not a, not a lot not a lot of wrestling this week. I you know why I know it's not a lot of wrestling? Because I've mostly caught up on <laughs> wrestling. Um, and that doesn't happen. So lots going on this week, obviously. Um, in terms of news, and I, um, I'm looking forward to getting into it. I think I watched like two matches from Ring of Honor this week. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't be bothered this week. Ring, like, yeah. I'll be honest, Ring of Honor is starting to die down for me, and I just yeah. want, I, I pray, I pray for that Universal taping to come faster. You know, I'm just like, oh, come yeah. on, baby, let's let's get some good stuff. At least we get uh, what uh, Claudio and Robbie Eagles next week. Yeah, I mean that that's starting to be like it's starting to become that for me, which is like any New Japan to, to step in and any save any the show. any. It's gonna be instead of like oh, I'm gonna watch every single match. It's starting to become oh, I'll watch this one match or this second yeah. this these two matches or something. You know that. They yeah. get some sort of praise. But I, otherwise... I, I've quickly gone from every match to I'm not going to. Well, because also like the last episode was like an hour long, which is great. You know, not two hours, but then it's like 10 matches all like less than five minutes. And I'm like, OK, yeah, it, it was AEW dark to the absolute bone. I found I found where AEW dark elevation went. It's on Thursdays on Honor Club. That's that's where it went. 
Um, anyways, enough about Ring of Honor. We got we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, a lot of like news and previews and stuff. Uh, not really stuff. You know, we have a couple matches we're gonna review from New Japan. Uh, but we also got Golden Week coming up next week for uh, new, uh, not New Japan, but just Japanese uh, fans of wrestling. Um, some Puro fans, Joshi fans. You got a lot of Japanese wrestling coming your way next week for Golden Week. We have Backlash, WWE's Backlash pay-per-view coming out of Puerto Rico this Saturday. Um, Puerto Rico. We, we also have a bunch of other news bits that we'll get to. Um, was there anything else I'm forgetting? No, I think that's pretty much everything. I think we're, we got right on track and we got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline and we're excited to talk about all of it with you. Um, I mean, is there anything else more to say, Scotty? I don't think, I think we just go straight into the news. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff this week, even stuff that we won't cover, like the champion carnival finals, which I don't think are shit yet. There's um, that CMLL, uh, show I wanted to, this, uh, was it 87th anniversary to Reno Mexico show that happened on Friday, uh, yeah. but that's not coming I, out forever. I, I see like a million graphics of their things. Yeah. Um, and it's like this millionth anniversary i'm like how many, how many anniversaries <laughs> does this company have a lot i, I mean, was they, like they've been around for a long time <laughs> yeah they're old they're old but, there, uh, i also saw yeah. a lot of big things about the prestige show last night uh, mm. i saw a couple right rex mm-hmm. flying around for the prestige show last night especially the I heard, tag uh, match. I heard robert martyr versus uh Danny G, Daniel Garcia was was quite good. So. I heard that was good. I heard the C4 versus um Midnight Heat tag team title match was good. And so I'm like, all right, I'll go check that out. I like both of those teams. Yep. No uh no uh cage match coming through to tell me if a match was good or not. But it's okay, it's okay. I expect people to uh head over there and review in a while i keep forgetting my backgrounds here so every time i come back to the screen i am terrified um i wish you like photoshopped your face onto both of tam nakano's <laughs> no one scotty no edwards versus scotty edwards um that, it's the, that's it, my that's that's me at about 3 a.m every night Thank it's <laughs> it's it's the joshi uh world scotty edwards versus the ring post radio scotty edwards <laughs> oh hell of a fight Hell of a fight right there, Hell baby. Of a fight. Um, but let's get to the news itself. Uh, we got a bunch of contract news to start off it all. Uh, a bunch of debuts and contract signings all, all at the wazoo. Some big names. Everything uh, the same week, huh? Everything the same week. <laughs> Everyone's getting ready. Everyone's prepping for Golden Week, apparently. Uh, everything happening this week. So we had uh, the a big shocker of a surprise. Roderick Strong popping up on the AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday. No one had a single idea this was happening. Uh, I, not a single outlet heard that and was able to confirm that he left NXT at any point in time. Uh, They were able to at least know he wants out. And then that's the last we heard of it for months. It's like WWE helped AEW. In a weird way. (laughs) Yeah. Like by not saying anything about this guy, they were like, yeah. Everyone just assumes he still works here, right? He was on the roster page. They didn't do anything to tell us he wouldn't be, like, yeah. it would be possible. And we got a legitimate, genuine surprise yeah. for the first time in who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Like, when's the last time we got a surprise like this? That, like, completely had no clue was happening? Yeah, like, no one had an idea. I don't like, really, I, I don't know, because, like, WB always publishes their releases. That's what yeah, shocked exactly. about. Yeah, exactly. And I can't say like I can't say like Danielson and 
Adam Cole. I guess that would be like the closest thing. Yeah, but we knew they were going there. I guess Adam Cole wasn't as for sure. That you, um, Adam Cole wasn't as for sure, but we knew that his contract was up. Exactly. With with Roddy, it's like we knew nothing. <laughs> no, and to to go off of that, I mean, obviously, it's a fantastic signing. This is Roderick Strong. This is like one of the few guys who went into the NXT Performance Center system and just mostly stayed himself. Yeah. Um. Right. Like. There's not going to be much stink, as you know, we we talk about here on the show. Mm-hmm. There won't be that much. Um, the only stink I think he'll have is rust because he hasn't wrestled in <laughs> forever. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I'm sure he's like been doing mat work and training and stuff, yeah. but like, yeah, he hasn't he, done like crowd stuff yet in a while. He, he seems very determined. Yes. Um, and we're gonna and, see him. And we're gonna see him this upcoming Wednesday. On a, yeah, an eight man. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I wish his opponents were different, but it should be a good match nonetheless. Um, I he should be on every show possible. He should be on at Ring of Honor, obviously, as kind of like Mister Roh. Yeah. Um, he should be on AEW, and I, I, so this is the interesting topic I wanted to talk about with you. Um, how do you feel about him going with Adam Cole right off the bat? Right, because remember, part of the problem. You know, when Adam Cole came in and then Kyle came in and Bobby came in was that they were all together. Yeah. And it kind of felt like, ah, come on, let's get, you know, let's move on from the other studio. Though for me, I thought it was good. And I thought it was fitting of it because to me, I didn't feel, oh, this is the undisputed era. This is a friend helping a friend more so rather than when they did it. I think. That's a good question because I was also a, a, one of those people that was like a big complainer about like oh, I don't give a crap about the undisputed era. Um, yeah. I think it's fine because we already got the undisputed era in uh, AEW and like you know we did the whole thing. We got you know mm. we went we got through that system. Now if yeah. they formally reunite Strong O'Reilly and Cole as a faction and do faction mm. stuff with them then maybe I'll be like, okay, I don't necessarily care about that. That being said, Strong strong and O'Reilly, and you're right, Strong, O'Reilly, and Cole were the best version of Undisputed Era. Yeah. So we'll, I think that remains to be seen. I So I think for right now, I completely agree. It was like a friend helping a friend. Um, I, and then, you know, because it also played up into the idea of like, uh, uh, Orange Cassidy and Bandito were already out there. So it wasn't like O'Reilly and Cole were out there. Right, you know right, what I mean? right, right. So yeah. it 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 allowed for like the delay of other people helping out, and then it became like another person. Oh, it happened to Roderick Strong, and they have a history. Mm. Uh, so I think it played into that. But yeah, it also made sense because you you're gonna have to like tear tie him to Adam Cole again because of their history. You're gonna have to. He's obviously gonna be a babyface, so you team up with Adam Cole. That's fine. Um, yeah. You know, if he stays here or not, or if he goes to Ring of Honor or not, who knows. Um, I would love to see him in Ring of Honor. I think that would be a, a nice little spot for Roderick Strong. I don't, I don't know. Um, I know Marina Shafir has done some Ring of Honor spots, quote unquote. I guess for uh, for Ring of Honor so far. So you know, I, I think that'd be nice. I think that'd be nice. I'm glad to see him here. Yeah, I I walked out of this and I was like, hmm. And it, I forget if this was before or after. I think it was. Yeah, it was obviously before. Um, and I thought about it. I was like. I almost, and I know that they have a different vision for this, obviously, but I was thinking at the time, I was like, he would have been a good fit for the Blackpool Combat Club. 
Roger uh, Strong. He would have been. A- yeah, he would have been a great fit. And then and then if they wanted to put Marina, obviously after the Moxley comments too, they could have done that if they wanted to add a woman. Um, you know, because Moxley was so, you know, you know, but not not a, not yet because they're in a feud with the elite, but maybe somewhere down the line. Uh that was the one other spot I thought he would have made sense. Um, if they wanted to have him be the new fifth guy, had Takeshita. I don't I have worries Takeshi will be sticking in the elite. And I think a lot of people have talked about that just because like someone made the great point of like, well, now he's bled with them. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of how Wheeler Yuta. But a lot of people have bled with them and they still, this is true. This is true. It it remains to be seen, but I think a lot of people are trying to hold out for Kota Ibushi, obviously. I've been the big proponent of Kota Ibushi joining BCC, not Takeshita. That's what I've been yeah, pushing for. I I think I think it's more interesting. I think it's more interesting if Ibushi joins BCC simply because, um, uh, then we get murder Ibushi like all the time. Uh, number one, number two, Omega versus Ibushi can happen. Uh, <laughs> number three, Ibushi versus Page, Ibushi versus my or Nick Jackson. Um, and yeah, I and it may, Ibushi versus Takeshita. Um. I would rather but, see all but, those things. But I come back to you, Bushi versus Danielson, Bushi versus okay. Claudio, I know I, I, that's also good. Bushi versus Moxley. Uh, that would also be good. <laughs> it's a win-win. I do think. I I think. It, listen, it's like the worst kept secret by now. Bushi's going to show up eventually. It's just a matter of in what scenario. Yes. I think more than anything. Yes. Um, but yeah, with the Roderick Strong thing, that was like the one thing I thought I was like, ah, oh, man, he would have. He would have fit right in with them. Yeah, you could do that if you tie Cole back to the elite. You know what I mean? But yeah, you could. You way, could. It's I, easily you could do that. I don't know if they will yet. You know. Let's just let's just start cooking up Claudio versus Roddy. Huh? Yeah, yeah, baby, yeah, baby. <laughs> why, why, why wait? Yeah, why, why even wait? Let's just when's death before dishonor? Not anytime soon. But whatever <laughs> that starts to come around, Eddie Kingston's probably not good yet. Um, you can just do that, and no one will bat an eye. Everyone will be pretty happy. Or Samoa Joe versus Roddy. Just give me Roddy versus everyone. That I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of contract signings, we also have uh the confirmed news that uh one Suzu Suzuki has signed the dotted line, folks. We thought it was going to happen. We both had the <laughs> the very big feeling that it was going to happen. Wink, wink. Uh, and it happened. Suzu Suzuki coming to stardom. I'm very excited about that. I, you and I have praised her before. You and I have called her a young prodigy uh, before, and I think, and I think you would agree with me here. Sky is the limit for uh, one Suzu Suzuki in Stardom. Yeah, I mean she's my she's my second favorite wrestler. So uh, the fact that I get to see her more is never a bad thing. The fact that now she's going to go to the top of stardom is not a bad thing. It's become pretty pretty uh, evident in a few days where she's going to be slotted in. Became pretty evident since she debuted last year where she's going to be slotted in the moment she'd signed uh, with this company. Um, I've, I've, I feel like I've said every time we've ever reviewed a show with her on it, that there is this big fat contract sitting next to her, um, every night, yeah. uh, you know, Ross is just like, here, take it home, sign it when you feel like it. <laughs> Think about it. Um, <laughs> Think about yeah, it. Yeah. And it was just a matter of not, 
if but when. And I always felt that way. I always felt it would be sooner than a lot of other people believe. They they really, you know, they really listen to the Sue Suzuki love death match and stuff like that. And obviously you should because she does. But I was like, she's not going to hold out long enough. I mean, they have given her, they've pretty much given her the keys without giving her the keys, if that's possible, right? They've, they've, uh, they've pushed her to the moon as far as they can without her being employed to their to this company um she was one win within winning uh going to the finals of the five star um she she was part of the most dominant trio or one of the most dominant trios in stardom history she won countless big matches in the five star against like some of their biggest names and now she's locked in now she's locked in um this is this is like the moment she signed it's like okay now she now she's next up it almost was like everyone move out of the way everyone move back move a little further back in the line now she feels like the favorite to eventually win both the top titles win the five-star grand prix like it, it it changes everything she's only 20 years old it's actually unfair that we're saying this but like she is such a higher level than mostly everybody even near her age in wrestling and that's that's saying something when i'm talking about a company that has starlight kid and azumi and 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 hanan and may sarah you know all these young wrestlers who are obviously the future of this business but she's just she's just another level above them so it'll be interesting to see what's uh next for her um based off of this weekend shows she is already well on her way to being one of the top stars um and now we'll have to wait and see where she slots in um in terms of faction wise and stuff like that but that's part of the fun big big time signing um big time making her you know making stardom her official home and uh obviously i'm very excited oh same here same here i think I totally think this is a good spot for her. I We've talked about it for a very long time that we were excited to see if she will stick around here. Um, and she is. And she is. I, I, I am... We, I'm slightly disappointed, not fully disappointed, but slightly disappointed that it's just her. You know? I, yeah. I would have liked to see maybe Arisa Sarah join her a little bit. Um, that still remains to be seen. <clears throat> but I think, you know... Um, Suzuki is a fantastic pickup for any company. Stardom is obviously the biggest Joshi company in the world. Um, uh, remains to be seen of Spark in California. Um, but we're, uh, uh, we are, I think this is a good pick. I think it's a good pickup. And I think it's definitely something you got to do. And I'm excited to see where she goes. I think you're right. It, we're it, excited to see where she, she shows up on the car, where she is. I think five stars can be fascinating now that she's like fully under contract. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited to see her. I think this should go without saying it is the biggest signing they could have had. Yes. Um, well, uh, Mercedes notwithstanding. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> they, they stardom themselves aren't going to ever resign or full-time sign her. No, um, not just them. So I don't, I, I don't really count Mercedes in any scenario anymore. She just, <laughs> she's just a, like, she's just a being that is so above like everything. Yeah. Um. No, I get you. I guess yeah, so in terms of like believable signings. Yeah. Um Suzu was the biggest. Well, she's the investment. She's the investment. You know, you you do the bankroll for Monet and then you invest in Suzuki. Mm, 
Mm. That's the idea. That's that's a good that's a good one. Thank you, sir. Uh, other speaking about bankrolls, probably uh, Naomi, or rather Trinity, has shown up in Impact, made her uh, debut on Impact at the taping over the weekend, uh, and then wrestled uh, a match as well uh, over the weekend, and it was all announced on Impact uh, Twitters and whatnot. So yes, Naomi now Trinity in Impact. Um, all the waiting on to see what happens with stardom with new Japan or the WWB looks like that all kind of went away. Uh, and she has landed herself an impact. What do you think about her in impact? How, did she make an impact for you? People are going to find this cruel and she has a lot of fans, a lot of fans. Um, this isn't, this isn't a bad thing that I'm about to say. This is a good thing, but if she left on her own accord and not alongside Mercedes Monet, I think everyone would have probably said Impact was the landing spot originally. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> it's just Agreed. the truth. And, you know, people acting like, oh, my God, Impact got Naomi. I was like, I mean, folks, it's not. It, it, it It's a spot where they have a respectable women's division. Mm-hmm. And it's a spot where, you know, they need someone like her. You know, she brings in star power. I'm not going to deny that whatsoever. Anyone that comes from WWE that isn't released or, right, kind of, because a lot of people are released. Um, but as we've seen with Impact, anyone from WWE that had a following is a bigger get than anything else. Um, but that's that was my ultimate feeling when everyone's like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's going to Impact. I was like, I mean. I, I I can. I, <laughs> if she if she went to Impact months ago, I would probably be more shocked than I am now. Sure, sure. Like like you know, there was the rumors that maybe she might be going back to WWE with the whole Triple H yeah. thing, and then Vince came back in power, and then felt like that kind of fell through. We heard a couple weeks ago that there was interest for her to join Stardom, and then it was a money thing. Uh, not necessarily Mercedes Monet. Uh, well, probably a Mercedes Monet money thing. Um, and then AEW, not of impact signer, <laughs> that's true. Uh, well, it, it, money side money thing on stardom's end, I believe. Oh, yeah. uh, money because, on their end, if they thought it was worth it, yeah. Because they had there, if, if I was stardom and I only had enough money to sign either Monet or uh Trinity, I mean, come on, I'm signing Monet. Uh, no offense to Trinity, but I mean, come on, we gotta be we gotta be realistic here. Um, and then obviously, if AEW was interested in her, they, she would have shown up in AEW. I think. I, I think that because that would probably definitely been more money than Impact is probably offering. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's and that that all being said, that you know is what's great about a promotion like Impact is that mm. when WWE is on a alleged talent freeze, when AEW is just maybe not interested or. You know, same thing because it's also you got the Trinity thing, but you also have Nick Aldis, right? They, he just signed with Impact as well. Mm-hmm. And if AEW is not interested in you for whatever reason, and WWE is not signing you, uh, and Stardom doesn't have enough money to sign you, then Impact is right there, and Impact reaps the sure. benefits of all these other things. Impact is going to get a lot more eyes on them. Um, they're the first match with Trinity is with uh, Kylan King, uh, I think a great up and comer. Um, so and I'm sure that match was pretty good. I don't know anything, but I I, heard, I presume that match is going to be pretty good. Um, 
And yeah, I think it's like, you know, it's they reap the benefits of what other companies it's the, what's the pros of being an impact is that you can get these sort of things that help your promotion even more. Yeah, you know, it's I, I would have liked to see her showed up months ago somewhere else. And that would have been more of a shock of a surprise. But after mm. it, because for, for me, it feels like this was her last pick. <laughs> you know, if she had the if she had the pick schools, this is the one that was like, all right, this is a pretty good sure. scholarship. You know, this is a uh, not my first choice, not my second choice, and not really my third choice. But you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. This is the only one that's really uh, got the money and the uh, the the want w- desire to have me. It feels like so. Um, that all being said, I think she's going to be making waves, hopefully in impact. Um, I don't, I think, I hope that, uh, I don't know. I don't know how she's going to be without some of that WWE stink. I don't know. Im- impact doesn't really get a lot of WWE stink off of you. It's more about like how you can do individually. She's only ever done WWE. So. Exactly. She's WB trained FCW trained. I'm fascinated to see what happens there. She's already setting up. I saw a little bit of a clip that she's already setting up a little bit of a promo or a, a feud with Deanna Perrazzo, the Impact Women's Champion. So there's that. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? You know, I doubt it's going to happen. But she's an Impact. She has a. She can do indie dates. You know, will Trinity be coming to a town near you? Who knows? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I think. I think it'd be, it's a good move for Impact to have her. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. It's, but, uh, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a no brainer <laughs> signing for them. Yeah, it brings them star power. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even even if I think, you know, even if I said how I said it, right with the Mercedes aspect, I think it's still a lot of star power um, for them that they're not used to. Um, it does. It does. I do wonder what and I uh, what AEW is doing sometimes. What do you mean? Um, I mean, listen. I, I was pretty, I was honest about that in that I think impact isn't that shocking of a spot. That being said, AEW probably should have went for Trinity. Um, again, star power. You get a member of the bloodline. Uh, um, jokingly, <laughs> but not jokingly. But it, but it just feels like someone that actually would have brought interest to their women's division. Um, that I think obviously they have some. And with the outcast story, maybe it would have made some sense. Um, you know, maybe maybe you could have had them in that. It's just to me, and this was more months ago than it is now, just because of the popularity she got. Sure, you couldn't get Mercedes Monet right off the bat. Yeah. Could have got Trinity. Trinity would have been probably a good start to get Mercedes Monet, you know? That that alone almost would have been worth it. Um I, I truthfully, I think they have one big chip that may get them there or one of them there eventually. Yeah. And it happens to be the guy that everyone hates. So, oops. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I do. I think it's a good sign. It's a great signing for impact. I, I should preface that. Like, this is the type of signing that if they if they can make it, they make it. Yes. Um, And it's a good spot for her to kind of find herself as a wrestler. Agreed. That a non WWE wrestler, Agreed. right? Like I we think, said, this is our first time in a non WWE yeah. ring ever in her wrestling career. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you know, good luck to her. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna. It, listen, 
it's doing the job. It's making me go out of my way to see it. I'm going to go out of my way to see her first match and probably for her first couple matches. Yeah. I want to see how she does. Um, cause I don't expect her to be, you know, one, she hasn't wrestled in forever again. Uh, right. She hasn't wrestled in over a year. Yeah. Two, um, I want to just see how it, it seemed like she did have that big star feel comparably to the rest of the roster from the videos I've seen. Yes. Um, which is obviously great. And debuting her in Chicago, obviously a great move because good Chicago. crowd, yeah. good crowd yeah. to debut in front of. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. I think we're both, I think that's someone to watch basically. Um, yeah. Other news. Her versus Deanna for at Slammiversary is actually huge match probably your main event yes i was trying to think bigger like, than aldis and macklin no offense to them i was trying to think i was like who would the other one be it probably would be aldis and macklin um that'd be interesting uh i feel like if you do aldis and macklin you should have mickey james back but uh you could have mickey james in the women's match with no, you trinity could. you could do that. that that might be a good idea to maybe save trinity a little bit I don't know. Um, well, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, NXT women's injury epidemic. That is what I have written down here, folks. Um, if you've been keeping up with Twitter. If you've been reading the Observer, you can see that there is like some odd like eight women's wrestlers all injured. Um, there's more people injured in NXT than feels like ever before. Uh, and according to Dave from the Wrestling Observer. Uh, as noted last week, there are a number of, from the wrestling. Yeah, you may, may or may not know this guy, uh, up and coming journalist. Uh, there are also a number of wrestlers who have yet to make it to TV who are out with injuries. There are those who have blamed the current workouts that are putting the talent through as being counterproductive due to all the injuries. One person noted the new strength and conditioning coach has talent lifting heavy all the time, and there is a feeling that heavy lifting puts any stress on knees, shoulders, or backs, which is counterproductive for a wrestling style that also puts much of the same stress on them uh the former coach was about doing athletic drills and trying to develop explosiveness and the complaints are now that it's more about increasing strength in different ways by going heavy um so what do you think about this new we're celebrating the 10 years of the performance center this year and uh as we do that they are having constant injury issues left and right a bunch of people out women's wrestlers out with acl tears uh what do you think what what the fuck is happening over in nxt 10 years of the performance center <laughs> two stars total uh and a lot of and a lot of uh ruins got people along the way yeah. um obviously it's not good it's uh <laughs> it's troubling in a lot of ways right yes yeah. it's, it's really you, disconcerting you you gotta ask yourself what 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 and and i feel like after kind of the most recent injuries you gotta change it up like listen one one's like one's like okay well it happens it's a sport you know it happens three um folks four uh folks five uh guys wake up uh six all right what are we doing here seven uh hello are we gonna stop eight You'd hope there's a limit eventually. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not gonna blame the. Uh, I won't get. I won't blame the Indy Hartwell one on that. I watched her foot pretty much snap. Um, no, on a move. no, that was that was a different situation. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't help there. Yeah. You know, adding up cause over there. 
Uh, but in all seriousness, like this is really bad. This is this is very bad that you are continuously having brutal knee injuries to similar, not just not just like knee injuries, but it's like it's ACLs, right? It's similar injuries across the yeah. board. That so is that is a training issue. Yeah, it is a training issue. Like Sol Ruka was the big one that I think really is when people started to realize it because Sol Ruka, of course, has been kind of a standout from NXT. She's kind of been like the biggest standout from the world of NXT these days. I feel like I see her clips every week. Yeah. Some people yell about them, be like, this isn't that good. I'm like, I don't know. It's pretty cool to me. I mean, I'm not watching the matches yet because she's wrestled four matches in her life. Uh, I'm still waiting on Sol Ruka to hit her finisher on a different turnbuckle. That's that's what I'm waiting yeah, for. Yeah, I've noticed that. Well, she yeah, we'll have to see. The thing with torn ACL is you kind of dramatically you it, you don't know how you'll come back yeah. either. Um, but anyways, like that was the limit, and it's it's a, it's you need to change the training. You can't have people training to get injured you have them training to not get injured that's the whole point of training that's the whole point of doing this yeah and the fact that you're essentially training them to a point where their their bodies are giving out on them because you're putting too much pressure on them one way or the other it's just it's a problem yeah um it it should i I should we shouldn't even have to have this conversation i feel like you know one person gets note you'd hope in that company and they'd be like, all right, let's, we gotta, we gotta change it up now. So Ruka feels like the one that probably woke them up. Truthfully. Yeah. It's like, ah, shit. She's top prospect. This is, this is good. I was trying to think of like <laughs> the only other person that probably was big enough was like Nikita Lyons, but I think she was one of the first ones. So I think that, that didn't yeah, really click yeah. up for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, Cause it's also like, it's at a time where you have all these women injured, you have all these people injured yeah. and then you're drafting already what like five or six people from nxt i think uh, they drafted four women indy hartwell isla dawn isla dawn alba fire zoe stark zoe stark four women those are the one of them is your champion two sorry yep. two, three Th- of them they're are your both champion. your champions <laughs> three Actually. of them are your champions um and then on top got- of that you got uh jd mcdonough von wagner as a free agent for some reason yeah Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz coming back to Raw. <laughs> Good luck, man. Um I'm running through everything in my head. I think that um I think that's it. I think that might be it. That's seven people. And we still have one more day of drafts coming up. One more day of drafts where more people are gonna be drafted. Yeah. So it it's it's rough. It is a rough territory. And I'd love to, by the way, I'd love to come uh, come around to this idea that, like, when did when do you think head booker of NXT, Shawn Michaels, knew that he who he was losing? You know what I mean? <laughs> when, when did he find out, oh, I, this is who I'm losing on my NXT roster? Because he had a title match on Tuesday, and this pay-per-view happens on Which- next Saturday. He has one show to change everything so that he can have something after backlash <laughs> notably the xt woman's title was supposed to change hands which well no reportedly it, it was rep- it was originally supposed to be indy hartwell and then when she got injured they changed it to tiffany 
to Tiffany Stratton, and then, and then when and she then came she back, okay. they decided to go with India. They should have just put the belt on Tiffany. Yeah, in hindsight, least. 100%. <laughs> if I'm Shawn Michaels, I'm showing up on Friday at SmackDown hearing that my women's title, who's also injured, by the way. I can't believe a dreaded yeah, injured person is drafted. Thing. It's like, I, well, for me, personally, uh, I think they should have changed the title anyways, but that's besides the point. Like, with or without Indy Hartwell being healthy, Agreed. whatever. Uh, yeah, it, it does really feel like he didn't learn until it happened no um or like probably the day he got there obviously yeah uh and and now it's like all right well how do you book this they've already kind of booked away around the tag titles you took you basically you took the top of my entire women's division (laughs) a women's division that is uh, not pun intended i guess is crippling con every almost every single week that for these stupid ass trainers it it is a it is a issue that is happening in NXT right now, and it's just like oh yeah, well, let's just draft more of your people. I mean, who knows what's going to happen on Monday? Is Braun Breaker gone? Is Carmelo Hayes gone? Is Grayson Waller gone? Your men's division gone? Like, what are you going to do? Is Gallus gone? What are you going to do without Gallus, Sean? So, some may say it's bad, and others worse. It, it's really bad, and. uh I mean the performance center we can we could have an entire hour conversation about the performance center um and its 10 year history of not making enough stars um and I think that's not just the performance center's fault there there's just a lot of blame on booking at the yeah. end of the day too yeah. but uh yeah uh, they need to fix it. They need to fix it ASAP because there's a lot of talent. Listen, I, I've said this before on the show. I think the women's division um, in NXT has a lot more potential than the men's side, truthfully. Mm-hmm. But if they're all getting injured, potential starts to go out the w- window. And they still have a lot of women that are talented. And I'm shy. Here's the thing, though, right? Monday, you know, at the end of Monday when the draft's all over, who the hell knows is going to be left because they they didn't take any of the rumored people yet. No, <laughs> no, they haven't. <laughs> Everyone that's been rumored to be taken, like Core Jade and Braun and people like that, Grayson, not Waller. a single one's been touched yet. No, and I'm sure they will because if they're calling this many people up, it does feel like they're replenishing the main roster now, which you should. Um, you have a lot of young guys like that. Uh, I, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I would personally be terrified if you call up right now in a moment where the company is probably going to cut a bunch of people. Well, you, you you say that, but that's because these people getting called up are replacing the people that are going to get cut. Oh, because the people that are going to get cut are more expensive than the NXT roster people coming up. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. You know what's another thing? that I, I think what you just said is a fantastic point, and we should keep an eye on that. I think number two, uh, another thing, a, a trend I noticed from the draft. Now we're in draft talk, apparently. Um, another thing I noticed from the draft is a bunch of like uh, European talents getting called up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have JD mm-hmm. McDonough, you have the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, um, uh, others to be named, probably. Um, that I just saw that and I thought that was interesting because I thought to myself, we're we're trying to redo NXT Europe, right? Who 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 is going to be in NXT Europe if we're calling up, you know, these women's tag team champions, calling up JD McDonough, calling up, you know, who who are we I'm starting to think we're not. Who are, yeah, who are we building NXT Europe around, you know? 
Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport. Where's she? Where the, Where the hell is Blair Davenport? Mako Satamora. I guess we could still do that. No, isn't Blair Davenport injured? I feel like she might be injured. I don't think she is, though. Like, yeah. she had the one match, and then she disappeared forever. Maybe yep. she was injured, but by now, not a chance. Yeah. We got Mako sitting around. Yeah, Mako wasting away, doing nothing. We got Ilya uh, Dragunov. You can still use him. I think he's getting called up, too. I also think he's going to get called up. Uh, Tyler Bate, I think there's a good chance he gets called up. All these people should be called up, by the way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, right? Um, I think NXT Europe's dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. I thought they were dead for a while. That's why they released the entire company of talent. The, the, which is a good thing for the indies, because the indies... Over there, starting to heat up finally. Yeah, there's also like two guys that went out that would be probably be a part of NXT Europe. Uh... Yeah, they're like, get us the fuck out of here. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But yeah. uh... the roster in WB is going to look wild. I don't know, six months from now. Yeah, I mean, hey, if we go off of uh, Rover, we're going to get the um, the the cuts one Friday. He's guest every Friday for the past month. So, I mean, eventually <laughs> he'll be right. If you say it enough, you'll be right eventually. That's true. That's true. Uh, let's move on to the other bits of news that we had. The WWE lawsuit that was... Uh, not, I was going to say announced. That's not really how lawsuits are. Uh, filed? <laughs> That's probably better. Uh, a former writer, uh, Brittany Abrahams, is has filed a suit against WWE in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of New York. On Monday, she was accusing the company of releasing her after she objected to multiple instances of, quote, offensively racist and stereotypical jargon used in WWE scene scripts. Uh, the suit lists as defendants SmackDown Vice President Ryan Callahan, former writers Chris Dunn and Mike Heller, Vice President Christine Luberano, and writer Jen Pepperman, which is a fantastic last name. But that's besides <laughs> the point. Uh, so the documents basically talk about a bunch of different instances where Brittany Abrahams and other wrestlers that are enlisted in the suit uh, that felt uncomfortable regarding what they felt was offensively racist and stereotypical jargon. Um, you know, Bianca Belair saying that she was scripted to say, uh, 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 don't make me take my earrings and beat your ass. That was the quote, uh, multiple times. And she kept saying, I don't want to say this line. Uh, Brittany Abraham said, said, uh, can we stop having her say this? Um, there was three different times where she tried to say it. Um, cause Belair said that make her felt sound ghetto. Um, uh, there was the, uh, alleged storyline with Reggie, uh, was going to be dressed in dragged, uh, but then also a different storyline where he would have, um, been hunted down by sh the Australian hunter Shane Haste, um, and a crocodile hunter type gimmick for fun. Um, there was the secret storyline where Mansoor, the Muslim wrestler from Saudi Arabia, the comp the the country you have a multi million dollar deal, your biggest deal in the world. You're going to say that this Saudi Arabia guy had, was the quote behind the 9-11 attacks. Um, at the age of six years old. <laughs> yeah, at the age of six years old. Um, that's awful. Uh, you have all this stuff. And then uh, eventually Abraham's, of course, um, what you know, has ha apparently had a lot of instances where she tried to speak up for the wrestlers and was against a lot of this jargon. Uh, and then she was, so the company, quote, pretextually terminated her for taking home a special WrestleMania 38 branded chair in April. Her lawyers argued that doing so is a common practice. She was told doing so was okay. 
and white male writers were not punished for the same offense. It just happened to be Brittany Abraham. So what do you think about this whole uh, lawsuit? Obviously, the juicy details are in the the storylines that were pitched several different times. But what do you think about this, uh, and how do you think this fares for WWE? I mean, they'll be fine. Um, they're WWE, so I'm not really watching. Them. Sadly, know, the, sadly, she's gonna get a. Uh, it's not gonna go to trial, and she'll get a bunch of money, and that's gonna be the end of it, probably. Yeah, I watch a lot of Succession, so I would know. <laughs> um, I've also watched WWE for the past. How old am I? Twenty years, uh, you know, give or take. Like, I, I, I've seen what how these things go. They're just gonna push it off, like. Out of all the things that they've dealt with over the past year and how you know they've bounced back, their storylines being racist is like that's just something that it's not the first time, right? Yeah, it's not the first time for them, and it won't it, it won't be the last as long as Vince is around. Uh, um, new noob in the chat uh, also wrote out, "What about recently? Most recently, a storyline regarding Sony Deville and Mandy Rose. I don't know if you heard about that one." But that was a they were feuding with Asuka. You may remember years ago, I remember a segment where Sony Deville was like very playful of Mandy Rose's hair. I think this is what it was going to lead to. It was like they were feuding with Asuka, and then Sonia Deville would take a kiss from Asuka and then take a kick from Asuka, then kiss Mandy Rose, or Mandy Rose would kiss Sony Deville fallen, and then they would become a couple. And it was this whole thing where Stephanie McMahon like called up glad to make sure it was okay to do this storyline uh, which i guess is that's good if you're gonna do it you called up glad i guess that's fine um uh, but yeah there was like this whole other storyline with you know they have obviously the suit is about uh more yeah. like racial things but that's a uh, more uh, sexuality it's, it's, story line. it's bad <laughs> right it's just let's just let's just say like it is it's bad yeah like there's there's a way to look at WWE's thinking this is where i think they think that they're a tv show like a regular tv show sometimes right and that they're hiring actors to do this rather than wrestlers human beings who are here to wrestle right like that's i think that i think that's what they have in mind sometimes because they'll see like a tv show that does like one of these things it's like oh let's just have our wrestlers do that no you can't do that because these are these are human beings that signed up to wrestle they didn't sign up to be your shitty characters one way or the other. I mean, they did. That's part of signing contract. But they didn't sign up to have to deal with this stuff, right? And I think that's kind of the big takeaway here. Obviously, it sucks. And obviously, it's a shame that we sit here and we know nothing's going to happen about it. Um, I feel bad for anyone that had to deal with even these pitches right the the writer that put this out there but also the wrestlers that even were asked about it um the fact mansoor had to hear anything like that you know i don't know if he even got to him maybe this is how it got to him well still we also have to remember disgusting i sorry i forgot that key other part about that mansoor pitch it was it was he had a secret and he was trying to also be in a romantic relationship yeah. with Zelina Vega, who famously. Oh, Leah. 
I believe it was Zelina Vega because if I'm not mistaken, the worst part about it. So you have the Mansoor thing. Oh, I know. But oh, then I know. Zelina Vega oh, her, I know. with what happened to her father was going to be in part of the same storyline. That and would make. Yeah, that was the pitch. Make that, more sense, I guess. Yes. Technically, even though none of this makes sense. Yeah, that's that's shitty. Uh, this is all shitty. This sucks. And also, like, all of this is being pitched in, like, 2020, 21, 2021. Like, you also have to remember the context of these pitches, right? These pitches are happening during the pandemic, during peak Black Lives Matter protests. We are, And then we have people in the back pitching racially based, racially charged based jargon storylines a guy hunting another uh, a, a guy hunting down a black guy like you have these pitches happening during peak black lives matter protests it is insane and i think like people are forgetting that context that's what's happening while in the world while this is happening the whole retribution gimmick that's also happening that made it through i'm sure one of these writers pitch retribution as well. I'm gonna take that, I'm take a stab sure in the dark. Worse at one point. Yeah, I'm gonna take the stab in the dark that that was in. Remember, during the pandemic and all that time, Shane Haste was a crocodile hunter. No one knew he just suddenly became a hunter. It was it, it was in motion, and it just never fell fell all the way through. <sighs> uh, this company's bad. It stinks. It stinks, and it stinks that. Even and just it shows emblematically like the uh, the culture of the writing team, right? That is in this company and what pitches might make it across the desk. How much stuff almost get makes it to TV, right? Um, and it's just frustrating to see like even just even within the worldly context that is you know 2020, 2021, 2022 that there are still people that fucking come up with this shit and 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 then dare call it entertainment that's it's frustrating and i it's she fucking britney this britney abrahams fucking get the bag girl get the fucking bag (laughs) that's what i want i want her to get that money from wwe and she deserves it because this is bullshit this is bullshit I'm ang- this, I got suddenly very angry and heated about it. You did. You did. You you got fired up there. Um, I just like to uh, I just like to finish this by saying uh, this company stinks. Uh, none of it came as a surprise to me, unfortunately, when I read it all. And yeah, um, they yeah, it's never gonna end. Anyways, WWE backlash. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's Woo. the transition. <laughs> Rico. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about Backlash first, and then review Dontaku, uh, not Dontaku, but Road Two yeah. and Satsumi, or what do you want to do? Of course, I want to talk Backlash. Of course, of course, want to course. do Backlash. Why not? Yeah. It's WWE. How, how else would I talk? The show of the year for WWE. WWE Backlash coming at co- celebrity coming at you live from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Um, Puerto Rico. Uh, I am intrigued by this show. I think the card is has elements that are interesting for sure. But I think it's a we'll... better card than usual. Yeah, it's it's shitty shows. <laughs> That's fair on those B these B tier shows. Let's get to it. Um, I mean, do you want to go? Let's just go match by match. 
Um, we got the Raw women's title match, Bianca Belair and Io Sky. Uh, we know Bianca is going to SmackDown, so this is interesting. I think this makes the match more interesting. Now, granted, mm. we'll see what happens with Io Sky. And we're, no, Io Sky also already got drafted. She got drafted to SmackDown as well. Okay, this match doesn't match it, matter as much. Uh, Bianca Belair, Io Sky for the Raw, eventually the SmackDown women's title match. Obviously, it's a good title match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, EO getting the big title match. Yeah, I know it's a B pay per view, but still getting to step up into the spot against Bianca Belair and what and what those two styles are able to kind of contrast will make this a even more exciting match. I I expect this to maybe be the match. Uh, it'll probably be, it'll be top three on the night easily. I think. Um, yeah, depending how a ridiculous street fight goes, uh, but it should be great. It should be great. It could be, it could be as good as any women's match we've seen in WWE this year. I completely agree. I think this match is great. I think this is good timing for this match mm. in a weird way. Like in this weird, I'm getting the hiccups all of a sudden. Mm. In this weird like timing, this weird like. Uh, uh, weird period where like we're mid draft and nothing is really yeah. in effect post uh, backlash. It's good to just have like a match that fully feels like this is just going to be like a workhorse match of crazy cool athletic shit for both of these women. That's what yeah, it feels it's like. It's fresh. Yeah, it feels fresh. Nice. I would like to not have any damage control involvement, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are. So uh, I don't know. I, I, my also- based on the story, I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't though. Too. That's fair. That's fair. Do you also feel like they will continue the damage control storyline? Uh, yeah, the I'm, I'm going sure Bailey might cost EO. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we're going. Which I mean, if EO versus Bailey is your direction, it's not a bad direction to be going. Um, Dakota Kai kind of feels like the. Back up to both of them. Yeah. Especially now. Uh, you mean the, the, pin <laughs> the pin eater? Yeah. Yeah. That's what she is. She's been that the whole time, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this should be re this should be really good. It's actually a match I'm excited for because I think they own I think they faced off in NXT, but and I they probably did on TV once or twice, but like this is a big spot, so yeah. they'll actually go all out, which is great. Um, yeah. and I'm sure EO with her first big titles match on the main roster, she'll like like we saw at WrestleMania, right? In that in that brutal, you know, <laughs> trios match. It was her that kinda made everything work. Or yeah. or should I say make everyone look better. Yes. Yes. And you know, Bianca doesn't need that, but she's going to it should it should be really good. Uh I'm gonna correct a noob in the chat. Noob said Bianca might as well drop the title since she's drafted the SmackDown. Noob, Eel Sky has been drafted the SmackDown. This match doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And they're just going to trade the belts they're in the middle of the ring the like titles. they love to do. Yeah. You know what they should do? They should just have, like, on Raw and SmackDown after Backlash, they should just have them both show up as if nothing happened and they just had new colored titles. I think that would be hilarious. I think that would be great. I think that would be funny. I think that's how they should have done it long ago. Like, I think that's how they should have. Like, let's not have a big, like, passing of the title moment. Let's just walk in and be like, all right, cool. They love doing this, by the way. They love switching the titles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a ridiculous thing. <laughs> I agree. Uh, well, let's talk about that match. The SmackDown women's title match, Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega. 
It will probably after the show become the Raw Women's Title match, and that's and that would be that. I think Rhea Ripley is going to easily retain here. I think there's no way in hell Selena Vega is winning this title. Um, no. I don't think there's I, I don't think there's any possibility. Um, and then maybe I think what this honestly just doing is they're going to then have uh, the title switch at some point either after this match or after the Rhea Ripley match or the Bianca Belair match either here on Raw, just so that they can get the image of Bianca and Rhea together, because obviously that is who they are setting up as their next, like, huge stars in the women's division. So let's get the visual of them in the ring again together to uh, to do that. I think that's what we're going for. Yeah, uh, I think this should be pretty good. I think you know, the funny thing about Zelina Vega, right, for someone who doesn't wrestle, like, at all, like, right, she's she's been a manager pretty much for the past five, six years. Yeah. But anytime she does wrestle, she's good. Yes. Right? You know, she's got the she's got the lucha style um yeah. to her. I think it should be pretty good, even if I do think Rhea Ripley runs through her, which she should, by the way. That's the whole point of Rhea Ripley these days. Um, yeah. she's one of your biggest stars. But it's it's a good first defense. Just like, you know, I think EO is a bigger match, obviously, and I think a lot of people feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like when Zelina Vega got it, everyone's like, wait, what? Um <laughs> But it's it's a good one. It continues that storyline as well. It's pretty it's pretty easy when you think about it. And she's from Puerto Rico, or she has Puerto Rican um, heritage. You know, heritage. So I think that should you know probably bring the crowd into it a little bit more. So it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think that's obviously what her challenge. Yeah, absolutely for. the mindset. It just helps that they were in feud too. Exactly. Um, singles match: Seth Rollins versus Omos. Uh, the free agent, the free oh. sorry, free agent, almost, um, almost, uh, uh, versus Seth Rollins, who is uh unsigned as of today. Um, yeah, I mean, I think between this match and the Brock Lesnar Cody Rhodes match, which we'll talk about in a minute, I think this is sort of like the idea of like a unofficial number one contenders match you know, tournament thing, you know, for mm-hmm. the, uh, the new world title, the, you know, with Cody being drafted to raw, uh, one would assume that maybe Seth is also going to go to raw. That was the rumor that he was going to go to Becky's raw. Becky's there. Becky's there already. So uh, that's a good, uh, he's going to raw. <laughs> yeah. That's a good tell. <laughs> Brock, who the hell knows, probably a free agent, uh, probably will be a free agent. Um, so yeah, it just, that feels like maybe like a uh, Seth Rollins overcomes Omos, and then Cody Rhodes. We'll talk about him, but I think I think this is easily Seth Rollins overcoming Omos. That's yeah. my that's my read. Yeah, Seth Rollins with Cody is their most over wrestler right now. Yeah, um, it's actually I, I say this every time I talk about Seth Rollins. It's actually unbelievable how over he is, and that's not me taking away from anything like. His entire like past year has been losing, yet he is unbelievably white hot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, sure, he has great team songs too. But that that it, always helps. It, it does, it does. But it's insane how over he is. Um he's obviously, I think, the top option for a lot of people to win the big gold belt. Um now that we have one. By the way, if everyone wants to hear our thoughts about that, we talked about that on our bonus episode we're not going to talk about the big gold belt this time around yeah. um no, no. Well, i mean by default we are now but you know 
Ten, yeah, um, but the but, introduction. Right. To me, it's like Seth's the top option. I know people saw a big gold belt, saw Cody be first pick, and they're like, well, that, there you go. I don't think Cody's going to win. I, um, I don't either. <laughs> I don't. I think I don't think Cody's going to win that title. I think that's part of whatever weird-ass story they've decided for Cody Rose. Um and that's okay. I don't think he should win the big gold belt, but I do think Seth does, um, or is at least in the conversation. So him being Omas feels like a must. And he's Omas is only on this card because of trying to please one man. So, uh, well, let's talk about that Brock Lesnar Cody Rhodes match. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Cody winning here. <laughs> I don't think Cody's gonna win here. I don't. I don't think the story. I think the storyline is they're going to put him on a losing streak, and then he is going to get red hot in the tournament. I guess. I think we were doing a tournament. Did they announce the tournament even for this I world title? Don't even know. <laughs> don't. Even I think know. so. I think the whole night has to be a tournament. Oh yeah, yeah, because they're crowning it a naf- night of champions. But is it yeah. like a tournament to get to night of champions? Or I don't know what's happening. No idea. Uh, no idea. Should I don't be. Know. I feel like we're gonna do a losing streak and have brock destroy cody i don't see any world where cody beats brock here like and i don't even know if he should i don't even know if he should be brock to be quite honest so 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 my my comeback is that he is john cena and when i say he is john cena he's going to win a match that's like you know, Brock would make sense winning here. Sure. Because <laughs> he, I think Brock winning does make more sense, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there's more than just the one match, yeah. right? At Backlash, of all places, to have it. Um, because you have, like, a big Money in the Bank pay-per-view, obviously. And um, in the UK, you could always put a second one on. But, but I think, and that's because of the Cena comparison right remember remember when cena lost to was it the miz at wrestlemania because mm-hmm. of the rock or whatever mm-hmm. and then brock came back no cena lost to the rock Cena lost to the rock yes and it's okay so cody lost to roman reigns mm-hmm. and then brock came out took cena out kept beating him up week after week got a gun in his head mm-hmm. felt like brock and his big comeback match should have won and he lost because he was John Cena. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like that's could be the same story here. <laughs> because it's it it just that's exactly how they're booking Cody. They are booking him exactly like John Cena right now. Like it's almost to a T. And that's why I just think Cody wins because I think Cody can win every Cody's gonna win every match he's in except when the big titles on the line. Yeah, I think that I think that's also totally possible. But I can see him lose too, so um, I guess that's the one thing I never saw with Cena. <laughs> Cena was always winning. <laughs> At least with Cody, I could see him lose. Like I could see your side of it, obviously too. I just the Cena part, I I can't get it out of my head now. Yeah, right? I I think this is totally an argument for him just go on a losing streak. You know what I mean? Like it would I, be interesting. It would be more interesting probably. It'd be wild for him to just go on a losing streak, and I think that'd be a bad idea. But I think that's. I don't know. I think it'd be big stupid. match losing streak. Yeah, a I big should, match losing say. streak. I think that's a stupid idea to do with Cody, but it's I don't think they'll do it. It's Brock, and it, it's at a certain point you're just like I don't know because like it was more believable of John Cena and Brock at the time because Brock was still new or you know just returned to the company. 
John Cena was still in the midst of his Super Cena days. Um, and this is Cody, who has still only been this company, returned to this company for like a year, you know, a year and a half. Uh, yeah. Brock has been in this company since the Cena days. So I, I, I don't know. I think there's a total possibility that Brock wins here. I think that'd be stupid. Um, I think Cody, if you're putting, if you're going to make him the world champion or make him believable to possibly be the world champion, then, which by the way, I don't think it's going to be him. Um, then he needs to beat Brock here. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it'd be, I think you should have Cody win. Actually, you should have Cody win, but it would be, uh, hilarious uh, when he probably loses. I think it's going to be funnier when he like gets hit with like two F5s, kicks out of them, hits 75 uh, whatever they're, with crossroads yeah. and he's I just, like... I want to see Cody the... hit the crossroads of Brock. I just want to see what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's going to be... I, I do want to say this. This is probably your main event, by the way. Um, I don't know. I know. I think Bad Bunny could main event. I too. think Bad Bunny's going to um, be the main event. But it almost would be shocking if he didn't, just because of the scenario. But if it's Cody and Brock, I wouldn't be shocked either. Yeah. Uh, since it has first billing on the website. Yeah. Um. But you never know. I think. I think either one's fine. Um, I think knowing Brock. I think knowing Brock is the opener. <laughs> oh yeah, that's too. That's too. This should be great. Um. Assuming it goes more than ten minutes, this should actually be a great match. Um. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure. here's here's how I think Cody gets booked. Okay. Personally. I think he wins this match. Okay. He gets to the finals of the tournament. Or, loses. Or, or whatever's happening. With the whatever yeah, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he gets, he's in the title match for the world title. Loses to maybe Seth or something. Sure. Um, can't, you know, can't get the big one. Yeah. Um, then goes to money in the bank in london july 1st wins the briefcase nice lays out his challenge for SummerSlam against august, roman Reigns. august 5th in detroit yeah i think that's i think that's the better story to go with because because cody and roman now on different brands right everyone's like oh i mean that that it's not happening now i was like i think that's the point <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. the entire point they were separated yeah. is now everyone's going to be like oh it's not gonna not nah, to me it is gonna happen that's the whole point of the big gold belt that's the whole point can of we, the can we talk about that end game though of that pitch of all the titles being on the same brand again yeah it's great <laughs> yeah so that's the <laughs> end game of that pitch that pitch ends with what cody winning and then all three world titles on one brand that's the uh, ending so so by default at some point someone has to trade brands. <laughs> right. So like by default would Raw just lose their top pick? Cuz that's what I think would happen. <laughs> at the at the end of all of this, the number one Raw draft pick Cody Rhodes leaves and goes to SmackDown. That's how it used to happen um back in like when the brand split had like slight meaning. Yeah. Like like when Edge won the world heavyweight title in like 2007, yeah, when he cashed in Money in the Bank, he mm-hmm. switched brands. Yes, as so yeah, like that's possible that he, he does that. I think I, you have to. I think right? Cody yeah. wins the Money in the Bank uh, and loses at SummerSlam, <laughs> wins the Royal Rumble oh, again, <laughs> and then wins at WrestleMania in Philly. 
Also possible. Also possible. Um, but by then, I I have many, many feelings. Cody is not going to be cheered anymore. <laughs> 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 if you can you wait that long. But hey, whatever. Who gives shit? Yeah. Um, should uh, be a good match between him and Brock. Other matches on the show. We got a six-man tag. Kevin Owens, Matt Riddle, and Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline. Jimmy and Jay Uso and Solo Sokoa. This would be more exciting if it wasn't Solo Sokoa. Whoa, are we a Solo Sokoa hater over here? Well, do you remember the six-man last year that main evented? It was Roman and the Usos versus, like, Drew. Drew and, who the hell was it? Randy and Matt Riddle? Yeah. Yeah, that was great. It was like a PWG type thing. Yeah, it was so really good. It was surprisingly good. Yeah, um, that could be the same thing here because we have Matt Riddle, Sammy, and Kevin, and mm-hmm. the Usos. Yeah. Um, and if if Solo's kind of, but Solo's character like takes me out of most things, so I do worry about it a little bit. Like, oh, this guy, he has a spike, and this is how you push a new guy to be like dominant don't get me wrong i'm not saying they're pushing wrong he's just like he doesn't jump off the page for me but in a chaotic match which i expect this to be he could uh shine a little bit more that's yeah. how i've noticed him like in the street fights he's usually a bit better mm-hmm. um this should be fun yeah I, I, I would probably kick off the show with this agreed especially if they're trying to go for that pwg you know trio mm-hmm. style tag match yeah. i think I, I like when they do these on pay-per-view yeah, I get what you mean by Solo Sokoa, but I also think that uh, uh, he's good for where he is. He's good for where he's at. Wise, exactly. He's good for where he's at, and he is the sixth, sixth, sixth man of five can be workhorses. I think he'll be hidden quite well. He he'll either be hidden well or stick out like a sore thumb. And I think the guys in this match are smart enough to yeah. hide him and the producers are yeah. hopefully smart enough to hide him and if he does some like big powerhouse stuff exactly it'll work yeah you want it, should to be, it should be good that's the funny thing about this card all the matches we've talked about except for maybe seth and omas but it'll be entertaining at awesome. the very least yeah i think rhea ripley zina vega doesn't look good but it, it'll probably be a sleeper hit yeah it should all be pretty good like wrestling wise which is nice um there's nothing on this that i'm gonna get like egregiously mad at no <laughs> U.S. title match, triple threat. Never mind. <laughs> that's why. That's why I timed it there. Austin yeah. Theory versus Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed. I watched uh, Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed like beat the sh- snot out of each other a few weeks ago. Some people, were like, oh, that was bad. I was like, what, what are we watching? God. Like, what are what are you people watching? That was great. I just saw two beefy guys beat hit each other nonstop and get counted out, which I guess that's fine. Um Bronson Reed, for all things considered, has done a good job at actually feeling a little bit meaningful all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um that being said, Austin Theory's winning, so what does this matter to me? <laughs> We're gonna spin this off into a Bronson Reed Bobby Lashley feud on SmackDown. Austin Theory stinks, by the way. Like he is stinky. When it, <laughs> like like when we did the draft the other day, mm-hmm. I picked Gunther first because I didn't want Austin Theory. <laughs> you forced me to have Austin Theory immediately. He stinks. Mm-hmm. He stinks. He couldn't be. He couldn't be more generic if you tried. Yeah, I also just realized that. Um, Gunther got drafted to Raw, so Austin Theory's going to go to SmackDown. Bobby Lashley's already at SmackDown. 
So Bronson Reed may or may not be a SmackDown wrestler as well. They'll continue the feud, maybe. We'll see. Raw looks good. Raw 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 went went with my mindset of kind of work ready. Mm-hmm. They went Gunther, Cody, Drew, Seth, presumably. Um who else did they add? Becky Lynch, uh Matt Riddle, the Miz, work rate. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, that, listen, listen. We all have bumps in the road. That was our bump in the road. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke, well. Indy, you know. currently injured. Uh, <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. I'm talking about the men's side. Apollo Cruz. Dexter Loomis. Hey, AJ Styles came back this week. Remember that? Yeah, he's, Remember on Smack- AJ? he's on SmackDown, though. Dexter Loomis. JD McDonough. All right, all right time out. Time out. You're naming, all the, you're naming all the people from the show I didn't watch. This okay. Viking Raiders. Um, we'll we'll see how the the rest of the top and that that's kind of what happened though, right? We talked about it. like the person with all the draft picks at the end. You kind of have to like raw because you have to pick so many people. You just end up with the entire main event yeah. WWE main event scene yeah. rather than the actual main events. At a certain point, raw you start booking the Hulu main event show <laughs> or the Peacock <laughs> main event show. At a certain point, you're like, all right, who would be interesting to have on main event <laughs> to d- challenge? Random ass NXT wrestlers. Yeah. So yep. uh, that's what happens at a certain point. But um, yeah, uh, Austin Theory will probably retain. Uh, and then I think this would be the main event just because of who's in it and where we are. San Juan Street mm-hmm. Fight, Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny. I think this match will be, be awesome. crazy. <laughs> the crowd, I am, I can imagine the crowd going fucking nuts. Right, I think the crowd will go crazy. I think this will be a fantastic yeah. uh, crowd for this match specifically. Um, like I, they I, should be, they should play. You know when they play wild, uh, wild thing the entire anarchy in the arena, <laughs> or like half of it. They should play Bad Bunny's music the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People hilarious. would be losing their shit. It would be amazing. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think. I think. This should. This has all the potential in the world to be a really good match. <laughs> Bad Bunny is surprisingly Listen, good. The crowd's gonna be super into it. Uh, this is gonna be the. This is gonna be like the biggest moment of his life. Yeah, and this is the 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 most popular artist in the world. Yeah, and he's gonna be on like all these shows talking like, yeah, it was the greatest moment of my life. I don't care about all this singing shit. Um, it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, I expect. Nonstop chaos from like LWO and Judgment Day. Yes. I expect all. I expect all the bullshit. Yep, and that's okay because mm-hmm. it's going to be entertaining as hell. I'm happy they went with the singles match. I thought they were just going to do a trios match or a tag team match. Yeah, them just going full on singles with Bad Bunny. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's guys going to take some stupid ass bumps. I'm going to be like, yeah, this is great. This should main event. The guy's doing a, gonna do like a destroyer through a table or the announce table or something <laughs> to Damian Priest. It's gonna be fantastic. I can't wait for it, man. Or he's gonna take a choke slam off of something. Oh yeah, the ener- the energy is gonna be fantastic. Yeah, like, that alone will make this match great. Yeah, I think like I think this match has the potential for me. I think this match has the potential to be like three and a half or something, right? And then I think the crowd will add another quarter to half a star you know, to the match to make it up, maybe up to a four. You know what I mean? I think that's the potential for this match. Ultimately, I think the crowd is going to be fantastic. I don't know how the crowd's going to be for the rest of the show. All right. Sorry about that, folks. If you're watching us live, 
my power went out. I'm giving a great philosophical thought on backlash on the main event, Bad probably of Bad Bunny, and then my power goes out. It is raining here. You can't hear it, obviously. You can't see it, obviously. But it is it's raining, raining here, here too. And 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 in Atlanta, the swamps of Atlanta, it's raining. It's raining, man. It's uh, it's raining men, and one of those men ran into a power line, and now they're dead, and the power line's dead. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, we're back, we're back now. Power's back. Took a little bit, but uh, we appreciate you standing by. We should probably tweet out that we're uh, back. Now that I think about it. Um, well, look at you, prop. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hate myself too. Uh yeah, we are back. We are back. I'm gonna act like I know what I'm doing now. Uh, we're gonna talk about New Japan professional wrestling. Um, we got we got a few shows to review, and then we got wrestling Dontaku to preview as well, which should be an exciting show. Uh, another another big New Japan show. Feels like we have a lot of them lately, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, it is Golden Week, so we're going to have a lot of the those sort of big yeah, shows. But it uh, it feels yeah. I I get what you're feeling. The, it feels like New Japan is like really on top of things and really pushing it. Because if it's not New Japan proper, it's strong. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It it is they are they are running a lot of events. It feels like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a bad thing. Not, not a bad, a bad thing, thing at all. I'll accept it. I'll take it. I I'm enjoying it. So it's not they they are they are back to a level that um I don't I don't know if I won't say no one expected them to get to maybe maybe I didn't expect them to get to just by being New Japan proper yeah if that makes sense mm-hmm. um you know they're kind of just doing it with their roster and that's nice to see yeah. Yeah, and I'm excited about it. And we got uh, a lot of shit to talk about. We got uh, five matches to talk about. We got uh, a whole ass show to preview, and then uh, a whole ass two tournaments to talk about. So let's get into it, folks. Let's start off with Road to Wrestling Dontaku, night six. I think this was the final night of the tour, I believe. Uh, no, the tour's still going. I don't pay attention. Uh, in Hiroshima, Japan. Uh, I like the last night of the tour, but it was. Three matches here that uh, I thought were of note. Uh, this mm. was the Tetsuya Naito defeats Doki. Uh, the Intergalactic Jet Setters, the team of Kevin Knight and Kushida, defeat Catch 2-2 to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title. And then we have Hiromu Takahashi defeats Yoshinobu Kanemaru uh, to retain the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. What do you think of these three matches, Scotty? thought Naito versus Doki is fine. Nothing. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Extravagant. Nothing um, extravagant, but I thought it was pretty good. I always like a good crazy ass Doki. Uh, contest. You love a little Doki. I love a little ah, the Doki Choki. <laughs> I love a little Doki Choki in the morning. You know, I have a cigarette afterwards. Wait, what are we talking about? Whoa! Hey now, <laughs> um, hey now. you you keep that between you and whoever. Um, <laughs> you, keep, you keep you and the Doki Choki away from me. Uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. I mean, it it. For me, it's always hard to get into some Naito matches when I just know it's, like, not going to be outstanding. Um, because, like, for me at this t- at this point, it's like, unless he's going against or going in, like, a main event type match, I'm not going to get the best Naito. Which is fine. You know, he's he's has no knees at this point, so why would I, why would I expect that? 
Um, it was, it was, it was. It, I thought Doki did a good job, though, um, which is always important. Yeah, um, I, you know, I'm always down for good old Doke. Um, oh, old Doke, old Doke action. Uh, I think the we gotta talk about the two big old title matches. I really liked the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title match. I thought it was really good. I really loved the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title match. I didn't think it was the best one, but I love. Did you say Junior Heavyweight or Junior Tag? <laughs> junior Heavyweight. Well, okay. I like I like. I really liked the junior heavyweight. I really loved the junior heavyweight title. I get. I see what you're saying now. I just said junior heavyweight twice. Didn't I was I? like, oh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> catch catch two two. Kevin Knight Kushida. Yeah. I thought that match was really good. I liked the opening action with uh, Kushida that and took TJP. A while. So it felt like um, it took a little while to get to into click. it. Yeah. Hiromu Takahashi and Kanemaru. It also was super. I mean, it was 31 minutes, but it felt like to me that it wasn't. It, like it felt like it was flying by. Oh, just, it was so good. Despite like you know like this the periods where like Hiromu's on the outside selling his leg, it still felt like it was flying by. Hiromu did great. Kanemaru is just he's so perfect in like that the 30 minute match style that like, I never mm. thought like, you know, where was he in peak Okada era? You know, where is he? Oh, yeah. I guess he was a Noah, but uh, <laughs> where was like, like God damn, like this sort of like 30 minute match style, like Kanemaru just like perfectly like mm. uh, uh, placed everything, you know, in this match to be set up perfectly in each thing and just keep going, going, going. And then selling the leg. Roma did a great job with that. It just, everything worked perfectly. That match was so, so good. I love that match. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it, for me, it's like, I thought, I thought it was great, too. I was shocked to learn it was 30 minutes. I saw someone tweet like, oh, I can't believe they went 31 minutes. I was like, excuse me? They did. <laughs> I was like, I did not feel that way. Uh, so I, I, this match was the, the, the final realization I needed to what Hiromu is now. Mm-hmm. His new style is essentially make his opponent look like a million bucks, right? Let his opponent do a lot of the work, let him sell it and let him take it. Yeah. And then he'll get to his stuff. Right. He's not, he's not going to do the, he's not going to be at the level of junior. He was before all the injuries. Yeah. Athletically. So what he's going to do is make, his opponents look better, mm-hmm. even if that hurts him in some ways. If that makes sense, like this was this was like the Yoshinobu Kanemaru show. Yeah, that's what this match that's, was. Yes, that's fair. and I thought that was the same idea for the Leo Rush match. That was the Leo Rush show, right? With Hiromu playing supporting <laughs> supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he happens to win the matches. But you, I think you leave the matches saying, "Wow, that was you know, Kanemaru was great, right? Leo Rush was great, and it, it leaves you excited now for the best of Super Juniors for both of them." It this was the match that I, I it connected for me because I thought Hiromu did such a great job at selling the leg, and you know we could talk about selling and stuff like that all the time, but yeah. Um, Kanemaru was such a master, and I remember watching him in Best of Super Juniors last year against, was I think it was Hiromu, where he just destroyed his leg. I think he beat him. I think Kanemaru actually beat Hiromu. Um, 
And I just remember it being like so entertaining because that's all he does. Right. Like that is his, that is his goal. They had the great um, near fall, right. Where he has him, he has his legs and Hiromu like pops up Mm -hmm. and he, he uh, crosses them for another close call. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. That really got me when I was watching. And I was like, I never thought for a second Kanemaru was winning this match. Yet they got me at that moment. And I thought that was excellent. Uh, just a great title match. Um, and it, it excites me for what's to come in the best of Super Juniors. Like, if you needed a way to hype you for the best of Super Juniors, <laughs> these two matches were perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a perfect back-to-back schmaz fest of like, this is everything right now we have to offer. Plus more. Plus a lot yeah. more to come down the pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Catch um, 2 2 had a great match as well. And I think Catch 2 2 were like a fantastic tag team. I love those guys. I love seeing them wrestle. This is like the fifth match I've seen from them where it's just great. Um, and, and Kevin Knight. I think Kevin Knight showed out. I think Kushida did a very solid job. Kushida's um, getting back. Kushida's getting I, back. He's not there I yet. Watched, he's getting back. I watched this and I was like, ah, oh, there's there he is. There were like, signs. There were signs of yeah. him. It's interesting. They paired him up with a guy that feels like he is. It it you know what's interesting about this team of Kevin Knight and Kushida? It is like a guy had in Kevin Knight that is still learning, still not the best in his craft, right? But has like the confidence uh, mm. out the wazoo. Kushida, best in his craft, feels like he has your confidence. <laughs> feels like no, he's in the he, ring. And it's it, true though. And, yeah. and and now he's and now it's like they are basically morphing together and trying to help each other become better wrestlers, which is a great tag team right there, baby. It is. I think like the opening of that match with Kushida and TJP was so good. And I was like, man, this guy has it in him. He just hasn't been around to do it. Right. Like a lot of his matches are coming in the U S in tag team matches, right. He's teaming with uh, the motor C machine guns majority of the time, which is kind of funny. Yep. Um, or he's just having like these random singles matches and he's doing a lot of training too. Mm-hmm. The best of the super juniors by the end of it, we're going to have full Kushida back. Like I firmly believe that. Yeah. I, um, you and I, I talk about it all the time. A tournament, especially a round Robin tournament like that can give someone so much more stuff. And I think hopefully it will give yeah. Kushida a lot more. Cause he wasn't and in the last, last year's best of super juniors. If I'm not no. mistaken. No, he came back like right, like right at, after, right after it. Uh, he could have been in it. He just wasn't. And um, I think we've all been waiting for this. Um, And with how the blocks turn out, which we'll talk about, he has, he has a lot of his former rivals to bring the best out of him, Mm -hmm. which is really exciting. And I'm so happy Kevin Knight's in like Kevin Knight. He's so good already. Yeah. Right. For a young, he's, he's still pretty much a young lion, but now he's a champion. I was going to say, not, I would say definitely not a young lion right now. Now he's champion. No, he's he, whatever he is. He has he graduated though. Yeah, I would say he's graduated. He's a champion. He's graduated. He is not only that, but he is the first. I don't know that how it officially works. To be fair, fair enough. Uh, the Mark fact- Connors was in gear for like three months before they're like, or like a year before they're like, yeah, he's ready to go. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that he. I think he graduated like sometime formally with like non-black trunk gear like in the junior tag league, I think last year, I thought that was just to make them look more fitting. <laughs> I, that, <laughs> probably, that probably was part of it. Um, 
not only that, but he is the first LA Dojo graduate to win a champion. Mm. Yeah. The, the, well, the first of this Shibata run, LA Dojo, to win a championship. Mm. And that, I think, is very interesting. A very interesting to watch uh, is Eddie that. Thorpe. Who? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he's obviously not the first, but the fact that he has gotten a championship and he's gotten this level of push, obviously teaming up with Kushida helps. But, uh, you know, and obviously Clark Connors is getting a push right now as well. I imagine the B block is going to do great. Um, I, it, it's It really goes to show that, like, okay, there is there is something here, and it's not just that, you know, the LA Dojo shooting for him. It, it feels like the uh, New Japan office proper is uh, really high on Kevin Knight as well, which uh, makes me very excited. Makes me very excited to see where Kevin Knight can go from here. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin Knight feels like like a lock for fu- a future junior heavyweight champion at yeah. this point. It feels like which this is awesome. Kushida, Kushida training him up to that, you know. Yeah, which Kushida being his like ma- the guy that he's learning from is crazy to me, mm-hmm. right? Because this is a guy whose athleticism is like untouchable. Yeah, and if he's able to add like the technical side that Kushida brings mm-hmm. I mean come on man. um but I'm, I'm excited that he got in and I, I thought this match was good I like the title change I didn't expect it so uh, me neither that's cool to see I like the accidental blood from TJP just all over the place ble- bleeding all over the place that looked great it's there's something about it. him Kyle Fletcher there's something about just accidental blood that like unlocks the dog in a lot of these guys and it's just TJP's like holy good. shit Holy shit, that's, that was really good stuff. And I really like, really love the Hiromu kind of our match. I thought it was so good. Yeah. This was a really good show. Um, you want to talk about Best Super Juniors now, then? They announced it on the show. Sure, sure. We can do that. Um, this is the all junior show plus Naito. Yeah. Uh, let me. Well, we got Doki on there. So, <laughs> so it yeah, works. Really. Doki Choki. Uh, so the Best of Super Juniors 30 lineup, the 30th uh, Best of Super Juniors. We have in the A block. We have Kushida. Uh, should we do what? How should we do this? Should we do one by one? Should we do block by block? How do you want to give block quick... by block? Okay. So A block. We have Kushida, uh, Taguchi, Leo Rush, Doki, Hiroma Takahashi, Titan, TJP, Taiji Shimori, Show, and Impacts Speedball, Mike Bailey. Yeah. Um, yeah, baby. <laughs> it's um. It's interesting. It's really shocking to me. They put Kushida, Hiromu, and Ishimori in one block. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like you try to separate one of them, to, especially because of what the other block is, which is a lot of a lot of what if not what ifs, but like let's let's try something here. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Yeah. Um, it's he's also beaten a lot of these guys, which is interesting. You know, we're talking yeah. about, I mean, I don't think I, I think there's a good shot that the winner of this tournament is going to beat Hiromu for the title, which you know, mm-hmm. we'll talk about when it comes to B block, I guess. Um, yeah. But he, he's beaten a lot of these guys. So even if he doesn't, the winner of this doesn't win at Dominion, you know, sure. who, you know, who's going to get wins over Hir- Hiromu? That's going to be interesting to watch. I'm guessing Kushida, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. That's the interesting thing to me too. It's like the first time Kushida and Hiromu are wrestling each other one on one isn't a title match. Like you're just giving it away. Yeah, almost. Um, that's shocking. 
Yeah. Because that's like the biggest junior feud they've had mm-hmm. it in since like Liger <laughs> in yeah. a lot of ways, right? Like when Liger was at his top. Um but Speedball obviously is one of the more exciting additions, right? We we knew there'd be an impact guy. Yes. Um I'm a little upset Ace and Bay didn't get in here. I knew they wouldn't because they were tag champs, but mm-hmm. I had a little hope um still. But can we can I'm we do not a gonna bit? sit here and complain about speedball? Can we do a bit mm-hmm. that I think might be interesting? Yeah, let's do a bit. Let us rank in terms of excitement, A block. Ooh. Who are we most okay. excited and then all the way down to least excited to watch? You know? Yeah, okay. Uh, so what are we thinking? Are we doing this individually, or let's let's do this as a group, um, group project? I'd have Leo Rush at the top. Yeah, I think Leo Rush is number one for me. I think him versus Kushida. I mean, we always start him versus Hiromu. There's something about, and I know, I know, I'm a stand for him. There's something about Leo Rush versus Doki that I'm very excited about. Mm. I think there's Leo that... Rush versus Teton. Oh man, baby! And I think Leo Rush versus Mike Bailey. the The actual cards for these this tournament is coming on Wednesday for Dontaku. for during Dontaku. I imagine Leo Rush and Mike Bailey is going to be match number one. Either that or like Leo Rush versus TJP. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for. Leo. I think Leo Rush has like a lot of webs that he has a very exciting standout to see. Yeah. Number two, I think for me, it's Mike Bailey. I think in a similar yeah. way, I'm just excited to see how he fits in this. Obviously, he was in Japan for a very long time. Um, so he has, uh, I, don't, I don't think he's wrestled any. Well, he might have wrestled Ishimori now that I think about it. Um, Ishimori, Leo Rush, TJP are probably the only guys he's wrestled here. Um and so he, I think I'm very excited to see what he can do in this block. I think he's a really good wrestler. And I think, I don't want a lot of like standard Mike Bailey matches, but I'm hoping we get some very interesting stuff here. I don't think he can have standard Mike Bailey matches. This is a tournament. You gotta, you gotta have to change it up, right? Yeah. We're going gonna to see you wrestle, what, nine times? You, you can't just do the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time around, I think he, he, I'm thinking, I think he knows that, but he's definitely, yeah, he's number two for sure. Number three, what are you thinking? Kishida? Teton, 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 because Teton's got Mike Bailey, Ishimori, Takahashi, Leo Rush, Kushida, him and Doki. That's gonna be great, yeah. Oh, like, and, they're just and, gonna do shit. and uh, Teton versus Hiromu, LIJ member. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think I think I think those three and then you kinda look at the for me it goes those three and then the three junior aces. Kashida, Hiromu, and Ichimori? Yeah. In that order? Yeah, because I want to see what Kashida can do. Um mm-hmm. Hiromu's the champ, so he's always there and Ichimori. If he tries, it'll be good. But I think personally I would probably put I don't know. Ishimori, I'm still like, I don't know about, man. Like, I'm, I'm so out on Ishimori, so like... <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm like, Hiromu, I would probably do Kishida fourth, Hiromu fifth, Ishimori, I don't know, I look at Doki and TJP and I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'm more excited for Doki and TJP than I am for Ishimori. I think you're definitely right there. And then, you know, Taguchi's dead last. <laughs> Taguchi, I don't give a shit about. Show... I just don't want him to do the fucking, you know, you have Taguchi in this block. If Sho wrestled, I'd be really excited. That, but that's what I'm saying. Taguchi's in this block. You already have the night off guy in Taguchi. Don't have two night off guys of Sho and Taguchi. 
I understand the rest of this block is going to be off the walls, crazy action, but let's let's add show into that too. Let's let's add show. Yeah. Now that being said, if it's going to be two nights off, um, uh, of you know nonsense with show and Taguchi. That being said, if that's what they're going to do for this tournament, I am excited to see Taguchi versus Show wrestle each other. Because, <laughs> because uh, just for a fun little chaotic what the fuck they is are happening. Funny. Um, the one thing I'll say about Show, mm-hmm. he's a funny fucker. Like, he's a <laughs> funny wrestler. He, yeah. he actually makes me laugh when he does things. And he's actually really good. He just, obviously, the character yeah. that he plays to him do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. if he wanted to, if he wanted to go out there at least one night mm-hmm. and just go all out, it would make me very happy. Same, 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 same. Um, but yeah, uh, any thoughts? Give me two potential winners for Block A. Um, uh, I'm gonna go Kushida and Ishimori. That's, that's this is solid. New Japan after all. That's <laughs> they, they don't they don't break away from uh, the classics when it comes to this tournament. I'm going to say Kushida and uh, I'm going to say Kushida and Leo Rush. I hope so. I hope you're right. Yeah. Those would be my, those. if I had like a favoritism picks, those would be my two. That's fair. That's fair. Ishimori, Ishimori, Ishimori is always it. third outside pick there. Uh, yeah. Ishimori just exists. Yeah. So by default, he's like he's like Hiromu every year, mm-hmm. right? Hiromu's champion now, so now he's the guy that's like, well, it wouldn't be shocking if he won. Yeah. But we'll. Uh, it's also we'll... forty. I learned, which is crazy. Ishimori is forty. Well, maybe that explains yeah. why he slowed down. <laughs> slowed down a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. Um. All right. Uh. And then we have on block B, El Desperado. A wild block. A wild, interesting block. A block for me is 100% like the action block, like most tournaments, round robin tournaments. For B block Michigan. excites me. Blue, B block is interesting, where it's like a lot of like, all right, okay, I think I can get into this. And there's a lot of potential. I think I think B block has a lot of potential. But let's talk about there's it. There's only one person I'm not create well interested in. in okay. B-block. Well, we'll talk about and it. That's Bushi. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Everyone else has my interest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, let's say B Block, El Desperado, Yo, Master Wato, Kevin Knight, Yoshinobu Kanamaru, Bushi, Robbie Eagles, Francisco Kira, Dan Maloney, and Clark Connors. Uh, you know, Kevin Knight making his debut, Clark Connors uh, making his return from last year, Francisco Akira's in here, Dan Maloney making his New Japan technically proper. I mean, he wrestled the uh, 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 the Royal Quest shows. That's what it's called. He wrestled the Royal Quest shows, and he, since then he's become a United Empire uh, faction member. So that versus Akira seems very interesting to me. Uh, but what do you think about Block B here, Scotty? Did Did Ace Austin say no? <laughs> <laughs> was, was I think I think I think Scott Demore. I think Scott Demore said no. <laughs> Think Scott Demore said, yeah. "Oh, can't, um, can't do it right now." I don't real. I'm not gonna lie to anyone. I don't know who. I don't know who Dan Maloney. Like I know who Dan Maloney is, mm-hmm. but I've actually never seen him wrestle. I said this to you the other day. Yeah, like I've watched shows where he's wrestled. Mm-hmm. I've just never watched him. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's a big spot for him. I've. 
seen a lot of people happy for him on on socials. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it's 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 hard for me to really be intrigued when I have no idea what what he's capable of. Um, he he is, and there's so many other things here that I'm more interested in. Yeah, he is very interesting. Dan Maloney is a guy that has he is one of he's like he's the rev pro guy he has benefited like kyle fletcher like a lot of other rev pro people he benefited a lot from the pandemic shutdown uh and they like every other rev pro wrestler came out of it like way better um he's i've seen a lot of really good matches from him he had a really good match against michael oku a couple months ago uh, I haven't seen it yet, but he the the show at Revolution Rumble for Rev Pro, uh, that was the show where he joined United Empire, uh, and that's you can do that as a preview. Uh, that was the opening match in Revolution Rumble, Dan Maloney versus Francisco Akira, so you can get a little bit of that Bosch preview with Dan Maloney. He's a little bit of like a power guy, uh, so he's like a different junior dynamic. It's also interesting that we have now three juniors in uh, United Empire. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think he adds a different dynamic to, uh, the, the faction. He's a little bit of a power guy. So, uh, he, he, he's a guy that can easily bump up to heavyweight. He's like a Shingo esque where it's like, oh, he can bump up if he just ate like a, uh, ate a bunch of food for like a week. Um, I think, I think he's got a lot of potential. I think this is a, a long overdue sort of thing for him to break out. Um, and I think you, I think you will enjoy him. I think he will definitely shock a lot of people or surprise a lot of people. And be like, oh, I don't know who this guy is, but I think he's going to make a lot of fans. Good so, to know. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, and I definitely I, want, I, now, knowing that as well that he's in here. I definitely now I want to make sure make a more effort to watch that Revolution Rumble match. What What I will say about this block, and I guess I'll this will kind of kick off the excitement part for me. The excitometer. Yeah, I think El Desperado is just gonna have a sensational tournament. Like, yeah, he can get the best out of every single one of these guys. Agreed, agreed. I I think El Desperado is gonna be the ace of the B block easily. I think he's the ace of the tournament last year. That's true. That is true. Uh, I'm excited to see what Clark Connors does. Mm. I think this is I'd a big spot for him. I think he there's a good chance he gets a big old push in this tournament. Fun. Yeah, I could see him get down to that final night in contention, maybe even win the block. Mm-hmm. Um and deservedly so. I think he's obviously excellent. Um he's really shine when he's gotten the chances to. He what's well, him and Ishimori as the as the two bullet club guys. I know shows technically in bullet club, but is he really? Um <laughs> Uh, 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 so like big spot, obviously, mm-hmm. as you know, one of the B- Bullet Club juniors, and with the new mindset of what David Finley's Bullet Club is, I think it'll benefit Clark Connors. Um, I think him and Desperado could be a block stealer in terms of quality if if they go to the vicious viciousness. Mm-hmm. I think they could. Um, I also think. I think he has a lot of interesting matchups that can get the best out of him and really kind of give us a look at what the final product is for Clark Connors. Agreed. Agreed. Unlike last year where he, he didn't really, he didn't really click until halfway. Mm-hmm. 
I thought. Um, I think he can click really early on here. I will say Dan Maloney for me is an interesting spot because he can either be last year's Yuta, who I don't think was as good as people hoped for. Yeah, he's fine. Um, or he can, um, you know, kind of just stand out um, and really mm-hmm. do what Ace Austin did yeah. for a lot of people last year, which was put his name on the map as one of the better guys. Yeah. So I'm hopeful for him. Um, he has. Um, yeah, I have Desperado and Connors as my top two in terms of excitement. I think Desperado, Connors, I would say Eagles as third. We're not talking about Eagles here. I mean, Eagles, fantastic wrestler. I know uh, I'm lower on Eagles than most people. Really? But really? I, I just, uh, he's very technical. and That's fair. I'm That's fair. give or take on certain people's technical styles. I um, think I think it's, for me, Despy, Clark, and then do you want to do Eagles next or Kevin Knight next? That's the other guy I'm excited about. I would do Kevin Knight. Because okay. I think by the end of this, Kevin Knight's going to be like, he's just going to be that guy. The new <laughs> Kevin Knight, maybe Eagles. I mean, and after that, I had no idea. Uh, Kanemaru is a lot higher than I think now after after that yeah, world, after yeah. the title match. Kanemaru and Desperado is going to be fantastic, actually. Yeah. Right? Former tag team. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. now going head-to-head, different factions. Yeah. That, prob- that could be your match of the block. Maybe. I'm looking at I think. I'm looking at what, I'm, who, who, who Despy versus anybody else. I'm looking, that's what I'm looking at. Like, okay, hold on. Let's see. Uh, Despy and Robbie Eagles, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Despy and Akira is interesting. Yeah. Because um, I think Akira uh, has really just stood out over the past year, right? After his his breakout, more so, I think, came after the best of the super juniors, right? With catch two, two. Yes. Um, and now heading into the tournament, it feels like he has that momentum that he can really turn it up. Um, I just feel like he, he's been around now. So it's like, he's not as exciting as some others. Yeah. Um, I'm because of his performance at wrestle kingdom. Mm-hmm. Master Watto has my, attention. <laughs> the grand master. The grand has my watch. attention. I I think if there was ever a year mm-hmm. for him to stand out, it's this time. Um, I think this block to go along with what you're saying, there are a lot of th- this block is full of potential. It should really be the P block, um, because <laughs> there are a lot of people in this block that could easily either fall by the wayside or stand out. Dan Maloney, yep. Clark Connors, Kevin Knight, I'd say Akira even, uh, and Master Watto. I think mm-hmm. all have this this potential to really st- yo to an argument. Uh, I think yeah. all have. We a- know what yo is now. Yeah, um, they so all have yo a- based off of his stuff with the Arash could be better this year too. Exactly, I think they there's a lot of potential, and these guys can really make the most of this tournament, make the most of their mm. time, and I'm. I would love for all of these guys to just be like, let's go. Let you know, let's go out and kill it every single night and let's make B block the better block. Um and just showcase like all the potential we have. Cause you know, this is They're hungry. It's the hungry block. I yeah, I want this block to be hungry. I want this this block to be scrappy, you know? I want these mm-hmm. people to be fighting all over the place. Uh I think this block has the potential to be that. 
I have Desperado winning it, by the way. Yeah, so Desperado is your guy winning this entire tournament or just this block? And then who are your two guys? Despy and I imagine someone else? Despy, and let me look again. <laughs> I keep, I Despy for sure. I, think, I don't think Robbie Eagles wins. I think Despy. Just had the title match. I think Despy Clark Connors. Yeah, team. that's a good one. I'd, I'd say maybe Despy, and I don't think they're afraid to go with Yo. I think we've seen that, right? He's made the finals before. That's true. And he had the um, tournament last year, which was good run, and then just fell apart or something, right, at the end? Yeah, yeah. And the year before that, he couldn't win, and then he put it all together to get to the finals. So this could be, Romo. to continue that storyline, this could be the tournament. It could be Yo just dominates and wins. Though this is for a Dominion match. Yep. So it's probably going to be Desperado or Kushida or Ishimori against Hiromu. Possibly. They they can't help themselves. <laughs> Though it's been a while since we've done Desperado and Hiromu. So. That's true. Uh, and Desperado hasn't won yet. He hasn't won the best of Super Junior. No, he has not. He has been in the des- he has been in it for seven times. I don't I don't I don't know who wins the turn. Yeah, so so well, who are your two? Probably you Des- the veteran on the A side. Who is who was your two? You had Despy and who was it on uh, Blee on B Kushida. side? Kushida. Uh, no, Kushida. Mori. On the B block? Oh, in the B block? Um I said I think I said yo. Yo. So let's talk about that. So uh, you have Kushida, Despy, Yo, and Ishimori. I got Despy, Clark, Rush, and Kushida. Of the four you picked, who's winning? And facing um, Hiromu and possibly beating Hiromu at Dominion. People are gonna hate this. I I hate this. You're gonna say but Ishimori. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna <go> Ishimori. <laughs> uh, just 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 in here and, and and you have to bring it bring this into account. Mm-hmm. Who has won the the last? You know, how how many? Right. Ben Hiromu, Hiromu, Hiromu. Hiromu's won the last three. <laughs> yeah. So, if, if you see where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. they like to go with the vet, right? And the only reason I'm not picking Kushida to win is because he just won a belt. That's fair. A tag belt, no less. Yeah, yeah. So, he could still obviously win. Um, no Al Lindemann either, by the way. A little upset about that. No uh, Lindemann, no AEW guy. You know, yeah, the AEW thing's weird. It's, yeah, AEW slash Ring of Honor, because like you can't tell me Tony needs everyone. <laughs> yeah, the argument for the G one last year was everyone's injured over the summer. We can't lose anybody. Yeah. Also, you're building a Forbidden Door show. Why not put an AEW guy on the show? Maybe have him feud of a guy. Like, listen, I understand why you wouldn't put a Darby. Right, I understand why you wouldn't put a Sammy Guevara. Not only because they're in title feuds, but because they're but because they're not seen as juniors, right? Yeah. They're they're seen as world title contenders. I understand that. That's why, like, when people once upon a time were saying Darby, I was like, never gonna happen. Um, but wh- but why but why can't you put like one of your smaller guys that you just have signed in here? Now, if they gave me Kip Sabian, I would have said, never mind, no thanks, <laughs> never mind, go I, back. I was, I was doing the classic bit of looking at the AEW roster and saying, oh, who could be in there? Uh, Want to do that quick bit, quick bit real quick? Uh, Aaron Solo, no. 
Action and ready. Eventually, maybe. They don't but... have a lot of. No. They don't have a lot of juniors. I just went through the whole thing. They don't have a lot of junior. And Helico, no, maybe that'll be. And Helico be interesting, but no. Angela Parker, no. Uh, Ari Devare, no. Bandito, yes. Get him back in. <laughs> He's been in before. Triple well, A hurts us. Well, yeah, he's been in it before, but that was when he was in CMLL. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. No, Brock Anderson. No, uh, Buddy Matthews. Too big, probably. Um, <laughs> you think? <laughs> too big on the juice. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, um, Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia. They probably don't want him to be seen as a junior either. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, but they do. That's the thing. That's the problem. You had Yuta in here. I mean, why not? I would have sent Darius Martin. The Dude. moment that Dante got hurt, I would have just sent him. That's not a bad idea. That's legitimately not a bad idea. I don't know how if you will get over in Japan, but uh, oh, I don't give a shit. That's Let fair. him just get seasoned. That's that. I think that's a good idea. Uh, Wheeler didn't, and look at Wheeler now. <laughs> that's he, true. He, he just got punked ass by Shibata, but look at him now. <laughs> I think Daniel Garcia is a solid pick. I think you're right, Darius Martin. I think that would have been a good idea. Uh, uh, Griff Garrison is injured. Uh, Send command. Com- commander. Triple uh, A. Um, John Silver, too beefy also. Uh, Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty. You can't sit here and tell me they think he's a heavyweight. <laughs> they barely do anything with him. Send Lee me. Johnson. Shoddy Lee. <laughs> no, not Shoddy Lee. Lee Moriarty is a solid pick. Uh, honestly, I think Lee Moriarty is a very, very solid pick to, to send over. I don't know why. I was going to say Matt Seidel, then I remember, I'm pretty sure he can't go to Japan. So never Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Mr. Brody Lee Jr., why not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Orange, no. Pac would be wild, but no. Uh, would amazing. He would have had to win. Yeah. Um, Roderick Strong. Send him Roderick Strong. Uh, Ricky Strikes, no. Roddy, no. Uh, 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 Scorpio Sky, he's not doing anything. Uh, send him. Uh, he's probably too. No, big. no, 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 no. I like the field better without Scorpio. Serpentico. Tony Nice. Serpentico. Yes. Tony Nice. Yes. Uh, Tony um, Trench. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how big he is. Who, now, who this, Trench? This is just, no, 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 no. Um, I don't know how he is, but I think, I think Mike Bennett would have done pretty. Mike Bennett could have been interesting. I think there's the Ring of Honor stuff that I don't think he would have sent Mike Bennett. But you, you got, you know, Darius and, and Dante. You know, Darius. Who is... gives a shit? Just record Mike Bennett's segments for the next three weeks. You'll be fine. <laughs> that is true. If you if you're able to record, uh, you might be able to. I don't know when the universal taping is, but you might be able to do that beforehand, and then you have multiple weeks, and then you won't miss anyone for the best of Super Juniors. I think they're next weekend, so it would have been perfect. Exactly. It would have been do that, head over to Japan. I like Mike Bet. And kick to, and, and kick Taguchi to the curb, you know? Kick Taguchi to the curb. Please. He's Yano. That's what he is now. Yeah. Um, uh, any other thoughts on Best of Super Juniors? I think the winner overall, I think, will be I I think Despy. I think it might be Despy. I hope so. Who do you think the winner is of the tournament? Taiji Ishimori. Oh, because yes. I hate my life. I forgot you already said that. 
Set, we're running out of time, so I'm, I'm fast forwarding, as you can probably tell. Yeah. Satsumi no Kuni happened yesterday, Saturday. Two title matches. IWGP Tag Team title match, Aussie Open versus TMDK, or Successful Defense. And then the KOPW title, Takagi-style triad, triad match. Taichi defeats Shingo Takagi to win. To figure out what the hell that meant. Oh, no. <laughs> half an hour or 43 minutes. Uh, Taichi defeats Shingo to win the KOPW title. What do you think of these two matches? Uh, best TMDK's look since... I don't know <laughs> that match against that match against Authors of Pain in NXT. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean they they look great. This was the first time like I I walked away from a TMDK match like oh so they actually are good like the TMDK that I heard about like when they came in WWE oh they're one of the best tag teams in the world I was like uh huh mm-hmm. sure yeah uh they they were great. Um, I thought Aussie Open obviously was great. Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher. I'm gonna I'm gonna gush about this guy every time I can. Please do. I love Kyle Fletcher. Put this mother trucker in the G1 this year and just let it ha- like just let them go in. But especially him. Like yeah. I don't I don't want I don't want this guy to miss out on the G1. Uh, yeah. He's like he's almost become as essential as anyone for me for the G1 this year. Yeah. Like more essential than bringing in an AEW guy or something because I think he can shine in massive ways. He these two have gotten so over. I think after the New Japan Cup that has helped Mark Davis immensely and has one hundred percent throw both of these guys into the G one for the love of God. It yeah, like they they have to like Kyle Fletcher. You know, you talk about like the leg lariat kick thing that he does. Mm -hmm. He did it like three times in this match, and I loved it. (laughs) So good. I was like, I was like, just keep doing it, just keep spamming it. He is unbelievable. Get him in the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is great. Aussie Open's the best tag team in the world, no questions asked. Yeah, they're so good. Uh, they're levels above the two, you know, the two tag teams I have to hear about every fucking day complain about one another. I'm so sick of it. Like, I'm getting so annoyed. I just want, like, someone to be like, hey, you guys aren't the best tag team in the world anymore. Who cares? I think... I think... They could be if they wrestled. I think more people would be on board for the CM Punk return if... If Dax 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 and Matt Coon were never friends. (laughs) It's so true. I mean, you're getting the CM Punk tour either way, so get used to it. But... Yeah, I think I think they hurt it more than anything else, right? They at least like hurt a section of people that were like, "Shut the fuck up, man! I don't <laughs> care. Shut up!" You're in, like, I don't know. Did you hear that uh, Joe, Joe Lanza rant or read that rant that he read? He's just I've, like, I I never heard it. I've heard about it. The, just the just the idea of like, you know, he ranted really long. It was a really good rant uh, about this idea of like, you know, Dax. What the fuck is Dax talking about? The Dave and Brian have finally defended themselves and said, we've never talked to the Bucks. The only person we've talked to about all this stuff is CM Punk. And here's Dax still comparing Brian Alvarez to his dog shit. And it's like, Dax, surely you know that Punk is talking to Dave and Brian. Why are you, why are you still dogging on them? Like, it's like, what it's, are you doing, man? It's like the weirdest character to have. Yeah, it's just and it's just like the storyline stuff. And that's why I didn't really want to talk too much about like the CM Punk showing up at Raw. 
especially now that he showed up at Impact. This is just like he's he's doing shit on purpose. He's doing this on purpose. It's probably and then all the Dax stuff. It's probably all storylines down the line. But I also don't understand why we're doing all this storyline stuff because okay. they're not going to work with each other. Can, can, can we? Can we? The 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 Impact one. Can we just like take take a second, right? Sure. He went to see Mercedes Monet's New Japan debut, right? Yeah. Is it is it is it preposterous to think that Impact in Chicago, Illinois, mm-hmm. right down the road, CM, CM Punk, friends with Mercedes Monet, friends with Naomi, said, "You know what? I'm going to go see Trinity's debut and then I'm going to leave." Yeah. Is that is that is that insane? Oh, it, my favorite part is how mad people got that he took pictures with people. Um, how I'll, dare you take a picture of Ricky Morton and Jordan Grace? Yeah, it's like I don't know if you guys know this. Um, and he didn't he, tweet him out. <laughs> he didn't tweet no, those out. no. I, I listen, listen. I think the raw <laughs> thing was that absolutely <laughs> on purpose. If right? anything, Ricky Morton took a mark pick with CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Like ugh, the CM Punk stuff. Like everything with CM Punk's just like it's getting, it's getting hi- hyper analyzed. It's like let's look at this in the most and let's critique it. No yeah. matter what. Who gives a shit that he showed up to a wrestling show? I could care less. Scor- Guess what? Scorpio Sky has been to a lot of wrestling shows, people. Ricky you Starks know? was at the fucking Royal Rumble in the middle of his Jericho push. Yeah, but 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 because it's CM Punk, we have to talk about it. Ricky Starks is on camera. Yeah. <laughs> one of these damn shows. Yeah. And and guess what? No one cares. Did did, did Ricky Starks get pushed down the card after that? Did, did he did it? Ryan, no, he beat Chris Jericho on pay per view, and now he's gonna feud with Jay freaking White. I think he's gonna be okay. I think CM Punk showing up at Raw, and you made a good point. Let's not even talk about it because who cares? And then the impact thing is, so we have to just note, you know, we have to talk about it. Yeah, because he showed up at two shows in one week that weren't AEW. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Have have we have you not been listening to the conversation? He can't show up at Dynamite. They're making a whole brand for him for a reason because he can't. He can't. <laughs> If I was if I was Billy Corrigan, I would run back Chicago real quick. <laughs> Go, quick, let's rush show. <laughs> NWA, uh, NWA, uh, uh, clobbering time in, uh, in, freaking, in freaking Chicago. <laughs> Go, go, everybody. everybody. Everyone just starts trying to book shows in Chicago. Oh my God, CM Punk might show up. Uh, why not? Who gives a shit? Uh, hey, 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 we did that for pretty much a decade when he was out of wrestling, so why not? That's true. That's true. That progress, it's clobbering time. Now, now he's finally showing up. To these wrestling shows and people are pissed. Yeah. What, what do you what do you want him to do? You well, want him to stop showing up all of a sudden? The whole problem with all this is that you know both sides, the elite and the punk side, uh, the punk camp, the FTR camp, especially Dax, have created such a culture war after each other that we have to dive you know dive into every little thing imaginable. And I get it. Part of the Lanzarant from Voice of Wrestling this past Friday was about like the optics of it all. Like Punk knows what he's doing, sure. But that's my argument. He knows what he's doing. And the fact that he also showed an impact, to me, it's just like, well, yeah, he's doing a bit. I mean, this is Punk. He's probably doing a storyline. I mean, fucking Bix even tweeted out about like, yeah, he's probably doing like the Summer of Punk thing where he's like, oh, I'm at every other story except for Ring of Honor. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what he's doing here. It's just... I don't give a shit because that's just story. He's just doing story bits that like and making real life stuff. You know, it's fine. I don't care. He's signed to see he signed to AEW. It's not like he's gonna jump off to to fucking WWE. It's not you know, if we're making arguments that oh yeah, he's he's having conversations with Triple H and 
and the Miz, people he's never been able to talk to before, which to me is a red flag. But even then, okay, he's doing some some um what, not press, but um you know he, he's trying to see if there's any. Oh, you might sign me WWE, you might sign me Triple H. He's not doing that with fucking Scott Demore. You know he's not doing that over at Impact. I don't know. The whole bit is stupid. The whole culture war is dumb. I'm over it. Just return already so we can move past this. I don't want to see the the tweet threads about it. I don't want to see anything about it. I'm over it. And I don't want to talk about it to begin with. But now I'm talking about it. And my power went out and I'm mad. <sighs> tai Chi versus Shingo was pretty good too. I watched it this morning. Uh, it was long. Tired. Yeah, I thought it was thirty. Way, I guess I thought it was thirty minutes, and it was forty three, and I was like, "What? Excuse me?" Yeah, they they went for it was really good. Match. I thought it was really good, but still. I did too. I did too. Um, I like I liked the I liked the idea or mm-hmm. the style of the match. Right, the match ends with Shingo just being too tired. Right, yeah. <laughs> they went forty three minutes, and they felt you felt every minute of that. I like Tai Chi winning too. Um, KOPW has become a title I actually look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, I still I still need to watch the Aaron Harari match. I still need yeah. to watch, I can watch that. Yeah. If it's yeah. anything like the Okada Shingo match, I, there's something about me and Shingo matches where I just watch them months later. Yeah, it's not like the Okada Shingo match. I'll tell you that right now. It's yeah, not. Um, I would say it's over. But there we go. Well, I'll I'll be the judge of that, good sir. You'll be the judge of that. Maybe yeah. you're bigger Aaron Harari stand. <laughs> Or to come out and do the da, da, just do the, do the tribal <laughs> dance, prepping up, prepping myself up for Aaron Harari, uh, uh, doing the uh, New Zealand uh, rugby team dance. Uh, yeah, no, uh, this match was good. Any other thoughts about this before no, we move on? We can, we, we can wrap the show up. All right. Well, uh, real quickly, we're not going to talk about the Noah or the Stardom show, but they got a couple interesting matches. You know the. Uh, Mina Shirakawa is defending her title against uh, Natsupoi. That's interesting. There's a lot of tag matches that make me really feel like it's going to be the number one contenders tournament or something. Noah show. Oh, God, Noah, you're doing a show. Go Shiyazaki's back. Go Shiyazaki's back. And that is the only thing you and I care about. Uh, I am so excited that Go Shiyazaki's back. Also, did you see that? I swear to God, angle they're doing in Noah with Kaito Kiyomiya and that woman that showed up in the ring. Yeah, the 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 fan, which didn't feel like a fan, it definitely felt like a plant. Yeah, hundred percent felt like a plant. Uh, Has to be, should be. The things, it wasn't. That, the things that she was Use saying. Usually, the way. <laughs> it's like, oh, save save us, Kaito. You you said you were gonna be strong in Noah. Bring back Noah strong. And it was like all this stuff. It was like, oh, this is a plant. This, they're doing an angle with Kaito Kiyomiya in a weird way. Don't know why. <laughs> Don't know why we're doing an angle here, but uh, we'll we'll see. Well, well see I mean, is. I do because he's a geek. Fair enough. New Japan strong women's title. One night resurgence. That's the thing. Yeah, we gotta close out with this. So there's a new New Japan women's (laughs) title. Why? I don't know. Oh, I can tell you why, folks. Hit me. Let let me talk to you. Momo Kogo getting that push. Um, no, Momokogo getting that. Rossi said, I'm not letting anyone else lose today to AW talent push. Uh, <laughs> because Momokogo's already our new walk-up. So here you go. Have, have, have fun. Yeah. Um, why is this title being created, folks? My thought. They thought too much with the IWGP, right? They mm-hmm. said in their mind, 
you know, we'll defend this on the big U.S. shows and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that was an explicit comment from the uh, yeah, from the... it was, it was. You know, it'll be it'll be mostly defended on Stardom's biggest shows. Okay, mm-hmm. check. All right, New Japan's big pay per views. Okay, check. And New Japan and America, New Japan strong shows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That happened once. We got that once, right? Yeah. Sure. We did. We got that one. We, we did. Got, we, we've had all those things happen. Mm-hmm. This is However, yeah, I think they have over delivered on that promise. I think you think <laughs> I think there is the scenario here where now that this title is on a everyday stardom wrestler in my time, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is they aren't just sending her over anytime. And I think the IW and the IWGP letters mean more in Japan than they do in the United States as is. Mm-hmm. And I think they just over-delivered on that promise. So they said to themselves, okay, we have Mercedes Monet. Uh, we, and I do think there is still a reluctancy on the part of Rossi Agawa to really work with certain people in the U.S. Um, well, we, got, we, got one, we got one person from that promotion. Yeah, you got Momokogo. Congratulations. <laughs> well, that, um, that's not who I meant, but that's not... <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, and I think the title has gone to a point now where it's like, okay, how do we draw now that we have Mercedes Monet under contract? Let's just make a title up, right? Give yeah. it to her, mm-hmm. and that title can be defended against more of the impacts and the AEWs and stuff like that, rather than the IWGP, which has kind of just become the what the IWGP world title is, right? It is the belt that is defended amongst the new Japan talent. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, that's why you have the never open weight, uh, strong, whatever the fuck it's called. Right. Uh, with Kenta slash Fred roster slash Tom Lawler, that kind of yeah. became a title. You could defend against everyone. Keep someone happy. This title is give it to Mercedes Monet. Mm-hmm. Have her flash the new Japan logo, wherever she is. Um, have her be dominant, just chilling with it, and have her have a lot of matches because she is now your top billing on every New Japan US show, and that is more worth having than I think the IWGP titles for them moving mm-hmm. forward, right? Because the IWGP World Heavyweight Title, while it is a sell, it's not going to sell you as many tickets as Mercedes Monet will. That's just a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of fact for U.S. fans, um, and you have this little tournament, which is obviously intriguing uh, for those who've never seen Stephanie Vacare. I've she never had excellent. She's awesome. Do you have um, a match wreck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have to find the link. Um, but there's actually a match she had earlier this year in CMLL, which is pretty solid. Um, that uh, is on YouTube that you can find. So um, I forget who it was against, but I, I'll find it. Um, she is definitely very good. Um, she's she it was I was very excited to see her on poster more than anyone else. Um Will Nightingale, obviously. Yeah, she's someone that is very popular. Her versus Mercedes Monet will be really good. Yeah, um, Willow is very interesting because this is the first I mean, it's you know, it's New Japan Resurgence, and they've got one stardom wrestler over here. But uh it's very interesting seeing an actual like AEW wrestler involved here now. Right, we, this is not really 
especially a women's wrestler. We haven't really seen this yet. So I'm excited that right. it's Willow. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so it, it's obviously interesting, but I do think it comes down to, I think that's what it comes down to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and truthfully, we'll wait and see what exactly this title comes. But I do think it comes down to the IWGP not being in play as much for the U.S. shows more than and, and as well as Mercedes Monet needing her more of a reason to be on these shows, too. And it's also the results can be interesting, right? I mean, Mercedes known contract wise has this show. And I think that's it. I think to to the public knowledge, that's all we have with her left. So is she going to win? I don't know. Who knows? What's what's going to happen with this? Uh, I also just realized we didn't talk about wrestling. Don't talk about it all. Um, do you want to do that real quickly? Or are we done? <laughs> yeah, we probably should. <laughs> yeah, didn't think about that at all. Wrestling Don't Talk is happening. Yeah, it's happening this Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. Uh, 2023, the year's important. Um, the cards the best of Super Junior is going to be announced, and they also have one, two, three, four, five title matches. Strong openweight title match Kenta versus Hikaleo. Uh, all right. I got nothing. I got nothing on this one. <laughs> I'm not excited about watching Hikaleo and Kenta. This is going to stink. Yeah, I'm not going to. No, I'm, no, no. I'm not into it, folks. I'm not into it, folks. New Japan World TV title match Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jeff Cobb. Youngin. Youngin Jeff Cobb. Where did this. Where did this. Did they just. Who announced that the New Japan World title, the IWGP women's. Who announced all this press release stuff? Like none of it has come true. What what is happening? What is happening with these with these little bits here? Am I getting am I getting pranked? Is this a punk? Thirty five year old, thirty five Saber Junior yeah. versus forty two year old Jeff Cobb. This match should be good though. I mean, this match. Should oh, be good. it should be really good. The I will say the New Japan World TV title matches they haven't disappointed. For me, they're they're sort of a mixed bag sometimes. I, I there's sometimes where it's like I would like I don't them like to the be, drama. Yeah, always. I want them to be shorter sometimes. Sense. Yeah, like let's have a ten minute one. Yeah, <laughs> like let's let's get crazy. Let's just this one should be ten minutes, just all out slugfest. Jeff Cobb gets caught, loses. Uh, never open weight six man tag team title match. Ren Narita, El Desperado, and Minoru Suzuki, strong style. I believe their team is called versus Okada, Ishii, and X. And it's e- now Tanahashi. Well, Ta- Ishii has also said that if it is Tanahashi, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be in the match. Yeah, that's interesting, huh? That's an interesting, interesting. Uh, little little wrinkle here. This match is going to be capital F fantastic. Like, Okada's way of telling the story has been excellent. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now that he's going for these other titles, it's it's really been a lot of fun to watch. Um, you're just going to have a lot of great wrestlers in the ring, folks. Like it, it, it's, it, it doesn't get easier than this, right? Minoru Suzuki in a match that actually has meaning. We don't see that much anymore. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Uh, El Desperado is El Desperado. Yep. He doesn't, he doesn't really turn off the gas. Ren Narita still has a lot to prove. Tomohiro Ishii, despite, you know, him being up there in age, continues to go out there and show out. Yep. Kazuchika Okada's Kazuchika Okada. Doesn't even matter who X was. X could have been Tomoaki Homa, and this probably would have been great. <laughs> Thankfully, it's not Tomoaki Homa. It's well, we, someone else. It, it could be last second change, fourth quarter change. Oh, hey, look, yeah, it's Hanma. Yeah, yeah. 
I would have I would have tossed Naito in here, but I would toss. I, I I actually my pitch was Okada Tanahashi and Shota Umino. Mm, that's part past that's present future. That's possible. Aces. We've done that before. At least that's possible. But they're not doing that. No. So whatever. But this should be good. Never openly title match: Tamatanga versus David Finley. I feel like David Finley's going to win here. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I, I, it just feels like David Finley. They need to certify him more, and putting a belt on him, strapping no, makes sense to me. Buddy, I already forgot about David Finley. Yeah, it's I mean, already like I told you. I told you. I during the fucking New Japan Cup, I was like, I don't know about this guy. I still think he's gonna be okay if his Bullet Club vision turns out to be a more vicious fighting style. Yeah. Then, but I mean. Hurry up. Hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get adding people, but start you gotta start cutting some some. Slack they should have did the Tamatonga match at Genesis. The Genesis? Yes. Secure Genesis. Yeah. They, they, to me they just waited too long. Yeah, I can I can agree. It feel with it feels like it's been a really long time since I've seen the David Finley matches of the New Japan Cup. Yeah. And they were just like, Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, I think he 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 should. Win. He well, let me tell you, this Bullet Club ain't no bang bang gang. I'll tell you that right. I'll now. tell you that right now. Uh, main event IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match: Sonata versus Hiromu Takahashi. Of course, Sonata's gonna win here. <laughs> There's no way Hiromu is winning. Uh, I do, IWGP World Champion in the uh, best. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, yeah, uh, Sonata wins. Sonata wins, but I mean, should be good. Should be interesting. I I I'm, I'm... Shingo or Naito. For Dominion, Shingo or Naito? Oh, Naito. They're already like teasing up with tag team matches. It's Naito for Dominion. This should be this should be good though. Obviously, they don't have like another show or something in between now and in Dominion. I guess the no. best of Super Juniors finals, but that's not. Ha- have we? Have we ever seen Sonata versus Hiromu? I don't in any form think so i don't imagine a scenario where they could have been maybe a new japan right. cup but i don't think they did i'm trying to think makes this a bit interesting yeah could be a first time matchup could easily be a so not a wrestling glate last year he did what? <laughs> what so there's this know. so there's this show then you have strong resurgence and then dominion there is a chance Sonata wrestles on Strong Resurgence. There's a chance that's for Shingo. And then you do you do Hiromu, Shingo. I don't think he's been announced for it. I don't think he's on it. I don't think so either. But they're doing the Osprey uh Tanahashi match there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you, know, you can do it. You can do it. Why and not? you're doing Mercedes Monet in two matches. Why not why not have your world champion down on the poster? <laughs> Who cares? It's Sonata. Yeah, that poster's wild, by the way. The poster. The resurgence poster. If you told me about that poster five years ago, I would have said, excuse oh me, sir. God. Get You're out like, of here. You're like, well, hey, hang on. Hang on now. What? <laughs> Hold your god, your god dang horses. So funny that she's like their biggest star. They're, she is their new. People are going to be like, what? She's their new Omega in terms of U.S. popularity. <laughs> So that's why they're just like, yeah, we need to. Uh, her dates probably from like for now on until they like can pay her more money. Yeah, are just gonna be these U.S. shows, 
just to pop a big number for him. And mm-hmm. I think that's hilarious. And I really respect it. Yeah. Hey, you know, do your thing. Do your thing. Get that money. Perfect. Yeah. Monet, I believe. Get that Monet. All right, let's stop recording. Goodbye. Yeah. We got to go. Uh, thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, apologies for the power outage, but uh, that wasn't that was not planned. Uh, it was. It might have been. It might have been Gato turning out the lights. I don't know, or not Gato. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Uh, Jado. Jado. No. Gato. Who's the fucking Dick? Who Dick cares? Togo. That's who I'm thinking of. It might have been Dick Togo <laughs> turning out the lights. Um, so everybody, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We'll be back next week for an all new episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Ryan Nancy, at Scott E Wrestling, at Counterpods the whole show. Subscribe to the podcast feed wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcast app, Google Play Store, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe to it. Make sure to get the audio versions of the show and listen to our bonus episode of us doing a mock WB draft and talking in depth about the new World Heavyweight title belt, the third one, the Constellation Prize um uh in wwe you, you were not listening to this at 1.5 speed i'm just talking this quickly uh scotty anything to plug yeah um um i already forgot i had something legitimate to plug he was he wasn't um, ready folks me, he wasn't ready for me, the draw me me and trent should have a stardom road up on tuesday mm-hmm. um we're gonna be talking hana kamara for the next three episodes so uh very excited about that's, that if that's something that interests you, then that's definitely something to check out. I had something else to plug. It's gone. So what's your match of the week? Match of the week from everything we didn't talk about. Oh boy. I watched something old that I liked. Give me a second. When I say old, I mean it just didn't happen recently. <laughs> last uh, year. <laughs> it means I'm old. I saw no, it last no, year. not last year. It was earlier this year. Hmm. But uh I don't know. No, this wasn't great. Kind of <laughs> this is great content. Everyone, you're welcome. Uh, it's, not like, um, it's not like we do this segment every week. Not. Oh, I love Swerve and Nick Lane. There we go. Oh yeah, you and I both watched that. That was a good match. That was a good. Yeah, match. That was a good match. match. Is there anything? That's what I. I was like, what did I watch this week that was older that I liked? There we go. That I went four and a quarter on that one. If. Yeah, they're so good together. If, listen, listen, Tony Khan, listen to me. I know you're listening to this podcast, obviously. Big fan. Listen to me right now. If you if you watch Swerve and Defy and you don't walk away saying, this is what my main event heel should be like, then I don't know what's wrong with you, but, don't, but you should lose the book tomorrow. Well, well dot, dot, dot. Um, I'll also pick a match from Defy. And I'll pick, and I know a match that you probably were okay on. Uh, I don't even know if you watched it. Uh, Cody Chun versus Michael Oku. I thought that was a really good match. Uh, you I think your ass I didn't watch it. I know. Uh, I think Cody Chun has a lot of, like, Ricky Steamboat energy to me. And I think him and Guillermo Rosas of C4 are a good tag team. And I think it's just a matter of time for them to break out. And I, that's why at the top of the show, bringing it all the way back to the top of the show, very excited to watch their match from Prestige Wrestling from Roseland um, uh, because I've been I've been thinking to myself that C4 and Midnight Heat both need a breakout match. And I really hope that this is a breakout match for them uh, because I think it's just a matter of time before they get some sort of call up uh, C4 and Midnight Heat. Midnight you Heat- said Ricky Steamboat. I heard Ricky Starks. <laughs> tomato, like, sick. tomato, tomato, I guess. <laughs> Um, Not at all. 
Not at all. Uh, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We'll be back next week for an all new episode. Until then, thank you everybody for listening to this. We'll see you then. Goodbye. This has been a Countout Podcast.